We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello! Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I normally discuss new movies weekly. However, it's been October, it's near the end of October, we've been doing these episodes all month, these special bonus episodes where we talk about horror films to some degree. Um, we've had a lot of fun-themed episodes throughout the past month, uh, including a talk on David Cronenberg's The Fly, uh, we've discussed The Lethal Ladies of Horror... And just recently, we talked about uh, female horror directors, and we started the month off of a Darkman commentary track. So now we're going to conclude the month with something I think is quite fitting. Um, in honor of both the holiday of Halloween, the new release of the film Halloween, we figured why not have a fun retrospective going over the franchise of Halloween. Um, it is the 40th anniversary uh, of Halloween, uh, so there's just lots of good reasons to go all into this. So the idea here is that we're going to talk about the franchise as a whole. We'll get to we'll get to how we, we plan to do that when we get to the, the main topic, of course. Um, but we're going to do that and then get into kind of a spoiler discussion over the latest Halloween as well. I know you enjoyed Abe and I, along with Brandon and um, <laughs> Philip, talking for an extended amount of time last week on the film Halloween. But now we're going to actually go into a little more spoilery territory as well. So if you haven't seen the film Halloween, or if you, uh, you, know, you plan to, and you don't want to hear you know, spoilers for that film, we'll make sure to kind of give you a, a, a warning that that's where we're going to kind of enter into when we get to that part, that part of the discussion. But yeah, that's the plan. We have a mix of the things we normally do on the show, as well as our discussion of Halloween, and doing all that with us tonight, we have from YSoBlue.com and the Cult Cinema Cavalcade podcast, Let the Dangertainment Begin, it's Brandon Peters. I, you know, have I been on this month as many times as Michael Myers has attacked Haddonfield? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> seven, seven, eight times, eleven? Yeah, man. <laughs> Except I took one off when you had that offshoot with the fly. That was... Oh, that was Halloween 3 then. Yes. Yeah, season of the Peters. Um, yes. Also oh, joining shoot. us. That's, a, that's also, don't don't go Googling that. No. <laughs> also joining us from also joining us from Joe Blow, looking a little crispy over there. It's Jimmy O. Yeah, I, I am kind of feeling a little bit like the one of Romero's zombies in Night of the Living Dead, so bear with me tonight. I will try and hang on as long as I can. Hi! <laughs> he, he, he uh he's like one of the night of the living dead zombies but he feels like diary of the dead normally i ask how are you guys doing today but i i know the answer to that from one of you uh but but how are, how are you guys doing today <laughs> lovely my stomach is good <laughs> yeah, it's warmed over yeah i i'm aware jimmy you're, you're not you're you're a bit under the weather but you've decided to try to brave the storm with us and so i appreciate that very much yeah, glad to yeah. have you back on of course Oh, thanks. I'm sorry I missed last time. Let's uh, let's get to some show notes and stuff real quick here. Uh, first up, I've mentioned that we've had all these other horror episodes. They are all available on iTunes and Naughty Boom and Spotify, of course, um, along with all the other episodes we've been doing recently. But if you do go to iTunes and you search for our fun horror episodes from the past few weeks, you could also just maybe, just maybe, give our show a review and or rating. It'd be a great way to help out our show. Pop us up on the old iTunes charts. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll also point out a uh, friend of the show, Terrence Johnson, his web series, The Vampire Resistance Corps, has been running all month long. Uh, it's been releasing new episodes every Wednesday, and the, I guess, season finale of that web series is going to happen uh, on Halloween, yeah. on the 31st. Um, so yeah, we'll be sure to... I've been trying to post links when I can, but I'll try to post a link to the the channel as a whole on the 31st, so everybody that's not been watching uh, Terrence's his, his, his uh, passion project uh, has a chance to do so. Neat. Um, and I think I, mean, I think uh, we talked about this, Abe, that we be, we might team back up with Terrence to do another uh, kind of... Uh, a recap? Follow-up? ...discussion about the show. A, a recap, or even a, maybe even like a commentary, since they're all like 8 to 12 minute shows, so it'd be a, it'd be a fun way to do it. But we'll see. Uh, yeah, there'll be some kind of follow-up. Uh, for sure. So we'll talk about that. Terrence of the future. 
what else? I think that's it for uh, show notes. Uh, November is coming, which means they'll be doing a new commentary track, and uh, we'll be discussing that uh, in the near future. So this week, uh, because it's the week of Halloween, uh, where I figured let's do some let's do some out now horror quickies. Trademark. Mm. Sorry, I was uh, thinking of something when uh, when you said that. So TM. <laughs> I like to think you're just wistfully dreaming off into dreamland and thinking about all kinds of things. I was thinking about all the uh, the horror elements of uh, you know just trick or treaters. That's kind okay. of it. Well, Abe, have you seen any horror related movies recently? You know, I really haven't, and it's a bummer because I did watch a couple of good, well, I guess smaller films, but um, they don't count. No, I'm telling people, <laughs> I've been telling horror related. I've been telling people to watch Trick or Treat, and I even uh, was like, here, here's a two ninety nine dollar gift card from Amazon to one of my buddies. So you can rent Trick or Treat for Halloween and watch it. I'd love to know what you think. So I'm waiting to hear feedback. It's got a brand new Scream Factory Blu-ray Feedback, Blu-ray feedback, out, feedback, so. feedback, <laughs> feedback, feedback, feedback. And Jimmy. <laughs> All right. Well, how about you, Brandon? Have you seen any other uh, horror uh, movies recently? Of, of this year, I, I so I watched uh, the first Purge last week. I hadn't I didn't see that in theaters. Yeah, did you got your Purge on? I got my Purge on. How'd that go? So now, now I've seen all four. Um, yeah. It was. It was, it was all right. I mean, it's not bad. It's not I, great, I, but it's not I bad. I still, I think the the first one's still my least favorite of of any purges. Yeah, like Dude, I, I, I really, I agree with that completely. I think it's the worst one by yeah, far. Yeah, I, I really <laughs> like, I like the, I like the second one, like as a like a poor man's escape from New York type movie, and like as, and the election year kind of carries that on. That was kind of fun. You know, I was thinking that they need some new rules in Purge Land. Like, what if they did like the uh, the 12 hour thing, but the hours were sporadic where like <laughs> okay. you couldn't. And, and yeah, so you couldn't just sit, lock yourself at home all night and hope for it. Like it, it'd be throughout the day. Like, Oh, this hour is a, per-, you know, or for the next two hours and just do it like that. So catch people <laughs> off guard and keep the people from hiding. Is it still only one day? Yeah, it's it's well. I mean, okay. it's only for twelve hours. The purge is only twelve hours. Your right, logic right. is not like if Jigsaw was controlling the purge, <laughs> like hey, he's, he's randomly assigning you things. Ooh, that's a good idea. Like mix the purge with Jigsaw. Well, I, I thought you know you know we were talking last week about like you know one of the questions was what what horror franchise would Michael Myers merge with? But imagine just like walking around. Michael Myers is walking around during a purge. Just uh, killing people. Well, that's basically what I the mean, first purge has with that that one guy. That's like yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's what made me think that I was like, oh yeah, Michael Myers would fit in. I there. mean, to be fair though, we had a pretty good uh, resolution with uh, Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone. Right, right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I also I also saw uh, Jimmy's got a, a movie that came out recently. That's not too bad. It's called Assumption. Six for Toys, and it's and it'll be perfect for you to watch uh, this December season, but it works in October as well, or even September when it came out. And it's a, a nifty little twisted uh, horror tale. It's one of the more recent horror movies I'd seen. Yeah, I also I also watched Sick for Toys, and I also did enjoy it quite a bit. I, uh, k- kudos to Jimmy for co- you know having a story by credit on there. Sure. I haven't seen Sick for Toys, and I look forward to watching it. All right. There, we, we sold your movie for you, Jimmy. Hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I guess what have I watched, right? I'm I'm so tired. Bear with me, guys. I'm not. I'm just not not feeling well tonight. Uh, I did watch. Um, actually, I just I've got to open up my trick or treat. I'm excited to watch, rewatch that again. I just got the new uh, Scream Factory of that, <laughs> which looks pretty impressive. I watched. Well, I know you guys. I, I was annoying you guys earlier with uh, talk for of Suspiria. I actually watched the original today. 
I was in the mood for the original Suspiria, and it it still holds up incredibly well. I, I you know, I, a fun story. I remember working at a video store, and I remember someone came in. I think I had recommended Suspiria because I asked about a good horror film, and they came in and they were so angry with me that they, they watched it. They hated it so bad. So. Huh. I, I, you know, and that's kind of the thing. One of the things I love about horror is that it's it can be so divisive, divided because divisive is a better word for it. Uh, you know, uh, one thing that I, I, I think we talked about this on the show. I'm not afraid of The Exorcist. It doesn't scare me in the slightest, but I think it's a brilliant film. But weird crap will scare me. You know, I, I don't know. Um, the Boogans. The Boogans is amazing. That's a masterpiece. Um, I'm trying to think what else I watch. Uh, I think that's about it when it comes to horror. I honestly, it's it's you know I watch horror 365 days a year, so I don't necessarily amp up my horror viewing in October. To be mm-hmm. honest, I, I would say I don't watch horror movies throughout the year, but I do. I I do make an excuse for myself to watch movies I've been wanting to watch, like movies I own that I've like I really mm-hmm. want to watch this, and I just haven't found the time. October mm-hmm. does provide me a good excuse to be like, okay, this is going to be the month where I watch just a bunch of these movies that I've been want- I've been putting off as far as rewatching in addition to other movies. Um, so I've been kind of doing that. But I will say, Suspiria, I, I did see the, the new one, and I did watch the original right when I got home because I was so into the vibe of what the new one was doing. Um, yeah. And I'm a big fan of Argento's Suspiria. I think it's a, a damn good movie. Um, you know what? They're both but... kind of brilliant in their own mm-hmm. ways, right, Aaron? Well, yeah. that's what I'm going to say. I think this new Suspiria by Luca Guadagnino is terrific um it's yeah it, it's it, a... it, it's great in the way it it both goes into a new direction from the original film as well as the ways it stays true to the original which i was very surprised by huh. like i was very into it is very true to the original script it is very I, true I, I was very into just I, I was into like seeing the movie for it being a reimagining i like i like that approach to it but like watching it i was like this there doesn't skew too far from what Argento was doing. Um, I mean, the filmmaking approach, the aesthetic is completely different. But I mean, plot wise, it just expands upon yeah. it in ways that I really enjoyed. I think the acting's all top notch from everybody involved. Uh, Tilda everybody, Swinton, Dakota, yeah. Dakota Johnson, Mia Goth, even Chloe Moretz, I think is actually very good in the uh, little mm-hmm. time that she has in the film. Uh, Interesting. Th- there's a lot of good stuff there. The, it's <laughs> it really builds up as far as the <laughs> violence is concerned in the movie. Oh like, my god, yeah. It gets wow. It gets pretty wild. I wouldn't say it's necessarily scary, but then again, I love horror movies and I'm rarely scared by them. But no, I, I we'll see if we have a longer conversation in the future about this movie because I would like to hear oh. from more of us that have seen it by the time it spreads a little wider, but I, no, I was I, I was a big fan of it. I there's a lot of aspects about this new one that I wouldn't say it does it better than the original. It's just it doesn't. The original doesn't have. I mean, this movie's an hour longer than the original experience. Yeah, so exactly. There's, there's lots of things that room. the original doesn't have, and the things that it adds, I think, are really interesting. There's a whole thing about um, guilt and forgiveness that I found to be pretty fascinating, involving certain characters. Mm-hmm. But no, I I think it's a not just a really good horror movie, but I think it's just a really terrific film in general. Yeah. yeah. The last thing I'll say about I don't, the, even, I don't even know if I call it a horror film. <laughs> the last thing I'll say is about the score. Uh, Tom York's music in this movie is both haunting and ethereal at the same time, which is, I guess, impressive because I really love the score. But it's like it's doing a lot of different things um, all in one. Um, yeah. yeah t- Tom York doing the score for that is like you know Carpenter doing the Halloween, where you're just like, okay, I know this is going to be good, mm-hmm. but like, how good? You know, like that's. And it's even better yeah. than you imagine. Right. Honestly, it's better than you. Both of 
both of those two scores are two of my favorite current scores right now, and yeah. I, I'm listening to both quite a bit. The way York evokes Goblin is really interesting too, especially in the context mm. of the film. You'll be like, oh, right. <laughs> I, I love I love Volk that track specifically. Yeah, I. I Guys, I'm sorry. I'm, we're totally geeking out. This movie, I can't wait for you guys to see it. We need to talk about this one. You've seen it. It's amazing. I'll make mention of one more movie uh, of, as far as recent movies go, and then we'll move on to our main topic. Um, the Dark. Um, this is a movie, Jason Coleman, who he... Uh, he oh, I, ha- I have... Yeah. He, I tried, watch this he tried to be with us uh, for this episode, but he couldn't make it... Um, just you know, based on scheduling, but he did his contribution for this episode was to recommend all of us watch The Dark, which is a new okay. horror film that a new horror film that's streaming uh, now. And uh, we were I was able I know he passed us along the link so we could all watch it. Um, for I was warning, able, Aaron. For warning, he told me not to like look yeah, up I'm, or just to watch the link. So yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, he made it clear that not to describe the movie and just go in fresh. Um, so I won't go. I, I will do him the honor of not describing. So you're the movie saying in I won't like it because I'll be too spooked. Yeah. No, I'm just saying it's better to go in not knowing what what's going on in this movie because I think there's a sense of discovery that really works in this film. Yeah, um, I will okay. say that while Jason, he's like, this is a five-star horror movie, I think it's very good. I wouldn't necessarily say it's like one of my favorite movies of the year, but I think it's a very good film with a, a, a new – it's a directorial debut. Uh, it has some solid performances in there. It takes some twists that I was not sure were going to happen. I, I didn't see coming, uh, both because, yes, I walked in completely fresh to this movie, so I didn't know – what it was about whatsoever but just even in terms of where its opening starts and where the rest of the movie goes i was very i was very taken in i, I was very involved okay. in it i think it's certainly worth a watch for sure that's called the dark which is i believe now streaming on a vod all right uh, that was horror quickies yeah let's move on now let's get to our main topic which is the halloween franchise uh, which... i met him 15 years ago i, I was told there was nothing left no reason no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. I feel like we've talked plenty about John Carpenter's original Halloween, the 1978 classic, written by him and Deborah Hill. Uh, we have a commentary track for that film. Uh, we've talked about it in our other horror episodes in the past. Um, so I think just a very, very, very quick recap of where we all stand with Halloween I think it's a modern classic, not even modern, just a classic in general. Brandon, it's what your one of your favorite movies ever, right? Yep, I kind of like it. Yep. Um, Jimmy, where, where are you at with Halloween? Uh, it's all right, I guess. I, honestly, I, I I was actually thinking about this the other day. I think it may be my all time favorite or favorite film, just because it had the most uh, impact on me as a you know wanting to get into the business of filmmaking, wanting to talk about film. I saw it at a very young age, and it left a huge impression on me. And I, I still think it's a marvelous movie. Yeah, it has a couple of flaws, but pretty much every single film ever made does. And it's, yeah, it's it's a wonderful movie. I love it. I, it's probably my favorite film. Ditto. Yeah. Abe, any uh, new thoughts? I enjoy it quite a bit. Michael Myers is uh, one of those dudes that uh, evokes some sense of actual fear. 
And so I, I enjoy Austin watching it. Powers. Especially with Austin Powers, you know, this is the Mike Myers mask. Exactly. Oh, you mean Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big Halloween fan. It'd be on a short list of my favorite horror movies of all time. Um, I think it's... <laughs> we just said that, yeah, flaws aside, I, I think it's pretty much a perfect film. Um, a great exercise in simplicity. Um, fantastic filmmaking all around. Yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have yeah. not, nothing much to add to Halloween, and plus we have, what, 10 other movies to go over, so we have to kind of keep this thing moving. Um, mm-hmm. So let's get into it. So we're going to kind of go through an entry-by-entry entry focus. I don't know about how in-depth we're going to go, but I guess we'll just see and see where the conversation takes us. Uh, but Halloween 2. Uh, comes out 1981, three years after the first Halloween. It's directed by Rick Rosenthal, still written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. And a six-pack of beer. And, a, <laughs> and a, We'll talk about that. Talk, get into that, uh, Brandon. What, 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 what do you mean? Well, uh, John Carpenter didn't really want to do this movie. He, di- he did and didn't. Like, you know, well, someone's going to do something that better be me or, or whatnot. But he claims he uh, came up with the, the twist uh, in the movie uh, the the uh, sister brother thing by just trying to get the finished script, picking up a six pack on his way home and trying to uh, finish the script while drinking it at the same time, and that's how that's he came up with that connection. Alert. But this this predates Luke and Leia being brother and sister too. So just yeah, it does. Brandon, where do you stand on Halloween too? I like it a lot. I think this is a good uh, good movie. It's you know it's. And I, I tear down a little tear down from the first one, but it holds up with a lot of what the first one did well. I think bringing Dean Cundy in uh, to shoot it again. I mean, they got a lot of the same people back. They, they didn't get Tommy Lee Wallace. It was supposed to be Tommy Lee Wallace was the first person they went to to direct, and he turned it down because he felt like he made the movie already when they did the first one. And uh, he'd come back and direct Halloween three because it was something completely different. Tommy, but, um, Tommy Lee Wallace being the director of it. Um, well, he was he was the uh, Kind of like the props guy and the um, set uh, guy. Like uh, he played Michael Myers a few times in the first one. Like when he's bashing through the closet, that's Tommy Lee Wallace, not Nick Castle, mm-hmm. because he knew how to hit it appropriately so that they could set it back up and not have it completely busted. Like when they broke through a when they break through the door in the kitchen, that's Tommy Lee Wallace. So anytime there's a piece of the set being destroyed, <laughs> or 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 a prop, something with a prop. Uh, it's Tommy Lee Wallace he's, uh, he's as the, Michael Myers. He was the co-editor on the film as well. Yeah, and I believe anytime they had him just standing uh, across the street at the Wallace house and staring, uh, the, I think they used Deborah Hill because she was shorter really? and, and it looked like he was further in the distance. Huh, that's interesting. Clever. Everybody on the crew, a lot of people on the crew played Michael Myers. Like Nick Castle is the guy in motion and most of the movie, but there are many little stints. Uh, with different people from the crew playing Michael Myers. Um, yeah, Abe and I played Michael Myers a few times. It was crazy. Like, everybody was involved. Yeah. But I yeah, never played exactly Michael like Myers at once. So, yeah, back to the other two, like Dean Cundy, who shot the first movie, comes back and he's got Carpenter's original eyes with it because those two work together so well. I mean, it looks like it's a continuation of the previous movie. There's there's some little things here and there. Watching it back to back, it exposes but the look of the movie looks like halloween the, the guy the, the guy the guy that played michael myers is more as a little more stiff and stunt man but they have the same mask from the first one um except for looked, that neck thing at the bottom it's like pan neck 
skin yeah. color neck. I hate that. That drives me crazy. But that's the same. It's the exact same mask, though. It, like yeah, age, but it's but just, I don't like he, that. He wears it differently than, than yeah. No, it's like it's it's a yeah. complete. But it's literally tan neck. It's gross. I hate his, that. Sh- his Shatner's neck was tan. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Not in the first home. It no. is not. It is not. It might have been a. Maybe it's a lighting thing. I know the hair continued to grow no, lighter. It, no, they actually see. My friend actually got the quote-unquote official Halloween two mask, and mm-hmm. it's a tan skin-colored neck. It yeah. looks weird, and it, I was like, "Don't get that mask because it looks stupid." Is that that's like I, the comment when that. you see it at the Halloween stores? But I, I don't. Mean, I hate it. Stupid. Is there a reason Nick Castle didn't come back to play Michael Myers? He was. I think he was just involved in other things. Like I he, think was he was directing something, off. or I don't know, something. <laughs> he was Last in, he was in hot he was in hot yeah. demand to stand around and skulk at people. Right. Yes, exactly. I mean, the, the main thing was get Pleasance back, get Jimmy Lee Curtis back, and get John Carpenter back. And with John Carpenter coming back, here comes all the people. Use one of them uh, more than the others. That was, that was the other right. <laughs> right. But I yeah. Mean, and then John Carpenter, like he got the first cut of the film and flipped out, like it was. Ridiculous. And if you watch the TV cut of the film, there's a lot of extra lines in it and a lot of different things. And I think it's closer to what Rick Rosenthal, who they tapped to direct this, wanted because he claims his was more closer to Carpenter's original, had more character development, less gore. And Carpenter, you know, he can't admit as such, but he went out and reshot a bunch of stuff like the scene where uh, the nurse is before she goes there and she's walking and she runs into that guy dressed like Beck in devil's haircut with the boom box mm-hmm. on his shoulder. Um, that was shot by Carpenter later. Uh, the girl getting stabbed in her home after the L rods get the knife, uh, the knife, uh, Michael gets the knife from the L rods. That was mm-hmm. shot by Carpenter. There's a lot of inserts of more gory things added by Carpenter later. And he re-edited the thing to, a, a what we have now, which I think he saved the movie. Oh, he read the th- the thing too. I didn't know that. Yeah, no. He, well, well, the thing. Yeah, he he. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh no, he God. did. No, he found. He said he found the thing in the editing room. No, oh, I'm just being silly. I'm I'm sick. Never mind me. <laughs> it's all good. I um I'm a big fan of Halloween too. Also, I, it's it is still my second favorite in this franchise, mainly because of the things you're saying involving Dean Cundey, particularly, um, the cinematography. Just it. It's a big aid to making this film feel like a direct follow-up to Halloween, which, I mean, it is, but I mean, as far as maintaining a level of quality, it really stands out as far as I'm seeing something that still feels like it's in this world. There's a lot of the things I can say about the other sequels, which we'll get to, but I can't mm-hmm. say that they have the same kind of appeal to me as Halloween 2 does as far as doing something that feels like it, it fits right in this, you know, in this, literally the same night. Um, I think, and I think Ple- Pleasance is going to be a big part of this discussion because he's so consistently great in these movies, regardless of how mm-hmm. over the top he takes it. He's always giving it his all to the same Loomis <laughs> performance in these movies, which is. I mean, he's big... over the top, but he's trying to really stop Michael oh, yeah. Myers he, he's by not... any means necessary. And he's not, he's not phoning yeah. it in either. He's not. He's not coming into yeah. this franchise just for the sake of. I mean, regardless of if it's the money, the kind of work ethic he has is to i played loomis i'm gonna keep playing loomis and that's very respectable yeah. compared mm-hmm. to other sequels that ditch the entire cast completely or don't have any regard for the veteran actors that are involved in them sure. or, or or christopher lee coming back from dracula and being like i don't want to speak anymore i think he's i think he's scary when he didn't speak so don't give me lines <laughs> 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 that happened for a few of those 
You know, I, I think also, like, Rosenthal got a lot of credit for how good Halloween 2 was for the longest time, and the fans were like, why don't they bring that guy back? What's he doing? What are they bring? And then they did, and then we got... Yeah, we'll talk about that well, in, like, we'll talk six, about in later like, six on. movies from now. We'll get to that. Six movies from now. But, yeah, no, you, you're right. And the cast is solid. You got Lance Guest. It's kind of fun. You got Dana Carter. Who plays Jimmy, extra. by the uh, way. What a great name. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a great character. Yeah, Probably was, one of the best characters in the freaking franchise, frankly. Yeah. Leo Rossi Jimmy. as Bud. I'm still talking about last month's guest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I think it it fits. That's that's kind of my takeaway from it. It's like, yeah, this is it's nice that oh, this exists. This is kind of good follow up. The movie's clever too, and has rewatched. Right, there was something pointed out to me last year when we had a, we did Halloween two on Cult of the Cavalcade, and my guest uh, was Ben Scrivens, who uh, runs Fright Rags, an awesome T-shirt uh, shop. He pointed out that there's a scene in Halloween two where they go back to the house, and there's all the people throwing rocks at the Myers house because they're mad, and Loomis and the sheriff show up to tell everybody to get the hell out of there, <laughs> and they share a cigarette, and Loomis doesn't have a lighter. And he hands him his Zippo. And in that scene, Loomis puts it in his pocket. And then later in the movie, when at the end, when he needs something to blow up Michael, he's got that lighter and lights it up. I never noticed that that's where he got it from hmm. when I watched the movie. And I'd seen it a billion times. I was like, oh, wow, that's a neat little thing that I never, never noticed. It and all adds plays up. Plays a big part. Yeah, plays a big part. Good stuff. I feel like it would have been better with those matchbooks that he found on the side of the road. From his dead assistant. I feel like as as we wrap up these different Halloween movies uh, to move on to each entry, we should kind of talk about the the supposed death or uh, come up into Michael Myers in in said movie. So this one, Michael gets blown up in a hospital. Yep. That's pretty good. <laughs> seems yeah. like a, well, won't... I mean, he gets blown up in the hospital after being stabbed in the eyeballs. No, he, like, he gets shot in both. He gets shot in both eyes. He gets shot in the eyes. He gets shot in both eyes. That's what happens. Right. And he bleeds. He, he has blood tears. Two out of three Halloween two say you got to burn him. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, so he gets out of that one. And I have a question about this. Was it one of those things where Carpenter was just like, you know what? Let's just make him brother and sister. I'm I'm just whatever. Was it why? Why would he still be going after this girl? Because his original idea for the first one, that's not true in the first one. He's just like random. He's just fixated yeah. on her. But there's no like. Over, there's no more to supper on die beyond that. It's just like, yeah, okay, he's just focused on her now and her friends because they're there. Yeah, and he wanted to kill, and his other goal was to kill Michael dead. Mm-hmm. Noted. Well, let's take a pause from Michael. Well. Let's take a pause from Michael for a bit and talk about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, 1982. You didn't ask what I thought of Halloween 2, but <laughs> go on. Do you like the movie, Jimmy? Yes, it's great. Thank you. Go on. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I failed to ask if you like. You're it. gonna go first in Halloween three. Yeah. I, I, you know, guys, I'm barely hanging on. So I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to hang on as long as I can. Well, let's hang on at least for Halloween three because I think this is one of the more interesting entries of the franchise. Um, this is a film okay. that is. It follows the logic that Carpenter seemed to have had, and I'm curious about how how far he was along with this idea of Halloween being possibly an anthology series where instead of focusing entirely on Michael Myers the whole time, it was thought, hey, why don't we do something else that's a Halloween film but doesn't focus on this person, just focuses on another kind of campfire-type tale. And I feel like, Brandon, you have, like, kind of the most information that I'm going to keep kind of pulling to you on this. Was that all, like, from the get-go? Was he like, well, if we make another one, we could make it an anthology yep. thing? That was, that was the that was the plan. Um, he, well, Universal wanted, you know, Halloween 2 did very well. They wanted to do more. And he's like, this is what we should do to do more. And and at the time, if you got to remember, uh, Friday the 13th only had two of them. 
and Jason was only in one of them. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like that's the rule. You got to keep the killer. Things were this is 1982. So the film goes into production around the same time as, you know, Friday the 13th 3, which just says, okay, Jason, he's the guy. So he wants to do this anthology thing where he thinks, okay, we can make one of these every year. We bank. I do my own films. I produce these. But the mistake, like, this works if if Halloween 2 is the fog. This works. Like, and then, you, and then you keep doing that. But now you get the slashers. You get the sequels. So, you know, Jason starts coming back. Um, and then I guess, you know, the marketing was told nobody that Michael wasn't in the movie. Uh, Ebert's review mentions Michael's in the movie. He's not. Uh, but this one uh, of all of them has probably aged the best of any sequel because people actually give it a chance now. <laughs> Because it used to just be Michael's not in it, why watch it? Or this is terrible because Michael Myers isn't in it, which has nothing to do with the movie at all. That's that's that. It's like okay, he's not in it, but how was the movie they did give you? And it took people forever to come around. And then it's a nice little B-level body snatchers ripoff. Mm-hmm. And and when you can't have Michael Myers, you get Tom Atkins because that's there you go. And Tom Atkins mustache. Um, I will and point must- out this film is directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. Um, it's mm-hmm. still written, but it's written by Tommy Wallace. It's, it's produced by Deborah Hill and John Carpenter, obviously. Um, it's a good point Carpenter you make. Is ab- four. It's a good point you you make about um about the fog. If that was number two, and it it makes me wonder what world this would be if Halloween two just ended up being the fog, and we never got another Michael Myers movie, or if we did, it was it was like Halloween four, like it was ten years later. Uh, yep. Where where things how things could have been different if it was just like Halloween two, the fog, Halloween three, season of the witch, and Halloween four uh, would be Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> just, just... It would have been ba- it would have been basically John Carpenter doing American Horror Story. Yeah, basically yeah, it yeah. was like honestly, it, like you if, got same the same actors. If if like this was coming out yeah, now, exactly, it would definitely yeah. be that. If it, if these movies were coming out these days, like he would have he would have been able to yeah. the, the, given the obsession with IP, that would have been an easy choice for him to make early on um but it is unfortunate because i i i like halloween 3 i'm not the biggest fan of it i think it has its a lot of a share of silliness but i do think it's it's a fun movie to watch and it has a killer ending <laughs> like i can't take that away from it oh yeah and i, I think too like i think there it's just this place that because so many people are like oh my gosh i was wrong about it you were all wrong but you should watch it i think it's in a place where it's both much better than you've heard but it's also still got pro- it's still not that great. Uh, you know, like it's it's in this weird middle ground of no, it's it's pretty good, but it's not like as because there's people that'll tell you it's amazing. It's one like the you know it's incredible, there's, but it's still there's plenty of people that think it's the best sequel period. And yes, franchise. there are. I, I, yep, I've yep. met people that think it's the best film in the franchise. Which yes, is yep. crazy. I'm sorry that uh, I cannot subscribe when to that one. When something gets unfairly unappreciated for so long, that's the type of reactions you're going to start to get with people because yeah. they've, they've been defending it for so long. But, I mean, I'm not going to take it away from someone to be their favorite. But, I, you know, it's still a little bit too long. Uh, it does have some killer gore scenes and yeah. some disturbing. Mm-hmm. So, like, when the kid gets killed with a pumpkin, it's when the woman brutal, gets bla- blasted in her hotel. Like, Tommy Lee Wallace... He, I mean, he did good. He had Halloween 3. He's got Fright Night 2, which I think is... Uh, another underlooks underappreciated sequel, um, and you know it. Like he, he was doing some cool stuff, and this is his start. This is his first uh, director yeah. cred. 
it does maintain a lot. I mean, it has, in addition to Deborah Hill and John Carpenter, you still have Carpenter doing the score. Dean Cundy's still the cinematographer on this thing. Like, it ha- it it does feel like, like, American Horror Story is a good example, Jimmy. Like, it does feel like, hey, we're getting the gang back together to make another entry in this series. And I, mm-hmm. again, I, I do hold up that I really would have been interested to see what the anthology version of Halloween would have looked like um, instead of more Michael Myers. Now, I do like other movies with Michael Myers, and we'll get to those in a second. But I, I, I'll always be intrigued by what that potential was, where things to go a different way. And I do mm-hmm. like. I, and and speaking of this film, I like that it's called Season of the Witch, and it finds a way to kind of blend the supernatural idea with technology. Like it's, yeah. it's got some ideas that I think are really cool. As far as it's, it's got some uncooked ideas. Like uh-huh. if you're a person who likes shit spoon fed to you like crazy plot, and you can't just hold things in your head or just forgive something and move on just to enjoy the movie. You're going to hate this. There's scenes like, you know, cause they, they robbed Stonehenge for some magic to do something. <laughs> and, and, there, and then he's like, at one point time, Max is like, how'd you get that over here? And, and uh, you know, Oh, Cochran, the bad guy's like, huh, wouldn't you like to know, or that's a better sale and walks off. And some, I usually someone who needs like everything's moving. Like, fuck you movie. Why did you do that? Well, you but, have, you have one, I mean, it's full of stuff like that. You have one character that's a robot. It's like, why do they need robots? I don't know, but it works, I guess. Like, it's just a lot of things like, that make it crazy. Yeah. Which is Dick Warlock who played Michael and the previous one plays one of those. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that lights himself on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's weird. It's for me. It's like uh, I think it depends where you're, and this kind of goes with all the sequels to a certain extent. What you like about the Halloween movies kind of depends on the first movie you see. For me, the first movie I saw was the original. Then I saw Halloween two, and then I didn't know anything about Halloween three, and then I watched Halloween three, and I'm like, "What the crap load is this shit?" I was so angry when I first saw it. I was just. I was like, I will never watch that again. It's garbage. I hated the movie with passion. It literally took me to become, because I saw them when I was a kid, you know, like getting renting them and all that stuff. Now seeing it as an adult, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's kind of fun. It, it definitely has changed. My perception of it has changed, but. Everybody knows still it now. Still not my favorite. Yeah, everyone knows Everybody that. knows everyone that knows damn jingle. Everybody, Everybody knows, knows the, the jingle. jingle. Everyone knows the masks. Mm-hmm. Everyone yep. has that, that pumpkin mask. So, you know, it, it's still it's a fun flick. I just I almost wish it hadn't been called Halloween. I think it would have liked it better. Mm. So in talking about these, we should move on to the next film In talking about these. Abe, I'm aware, by the way, you you've seen most of some of these movies. In all yeah, of I've them, seen right? I've seen Season of the Witch as well. I mean, it reminds me of like the Haunted Master R.L. Stein's book, but I'm pretty sure he got his inspiration from this one. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you guys that the. the category and also i was also confused as to why michael myers wasn't in here but knowing later like what brandon you explained that the anthology series was kind of what they may have been going for it kind of maybe was hurt when you have two the first two films feature you know this the serial killer named michael myers and then all of a sudden he's, he's just gone but uh does it stand on its own yeah it does and is it does it have to do with anything else? No, other than the date of Halloween, which is actually a pretty clever. I agree with Jimmy that if you had named it, maybe something else. But it's a it's a clever way to do like a Halloween franchise, right? You know, mm-hmm. well, it's funny. like a general Halloween franchise. When you look at like movies that are about Halloween, I you can look at you know John Carpenter's Halloween all you want, but honestly, his other movies, The Fog and this, feel more like they're better Halloween movies to an extent. Like, The Fog feels like a fun mm-hmm. ghost story you'd watch at this time of year. Or Halloween oh, yeah. Season of the Witch is 
intrinsically tied to the movie because of trick-or-treaters and the the stakes that are about in that movie and so it's mm. i mean obviously halloween is set on halloween it's about you know it, michael myers killed people on halloween but like as far as capturing the spirit of of the holiday his other you know his other projects kind of kind of tilt more towards it mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. Like you can call you can call Halloween Labor Day and it's do the same story. <laughs> like, <I> mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, although I, I would slightly disagree. I think Halloween absolutely captures the holiday. Just I don't know. I I, I still I just, maybe that's just my nostalgia. No, I, I, like it, it, about, the yeah. the aesthetic and like the, the there's obviously qualities that make it a, a movie that's specifically set to be told on Halloween. I'm just saying the the basic slasher concept of a random person coming to town to kill people. You know, it doesn't necessarily need to be on Halloween, where I think, you know, Halloween Three Seasons of the Witch is very much tied to the fact that it's all. I'm not, you know, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not saying it's out there. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So let's move on to the next film. Um, I should point out at this time that in addition to John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, um, two key people involved in this whole franchise uh, was Erwin Yablons and Mustafa Akkad. Uh, Uh producers of the films and they tell me if this is accurate to say brandon today basically kind of grab and specifically akkad they're very much in control of the franchise following halloween 3 right well yablons is gone yablons is gone after the first one okay uh he uh because akkad came in to save the day and fund the first one by himself and, and retained a lot of rights along with john carpenter deborah hill and then Dino De Laurentiis mm-hmm. got like some sort of distribution rights, and those, so the next two were done with him at Universal. That's other Universal films because De Laurentiis is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and then so the next one, um, De Laurentiis isn't involved. They go to Galaxy International releasing, which is hmm. gone. I was gonna say um, still up today. For, four, <laughs> for yeah, for for four and five, um, and they, well, they were gonna go Canon films. There was it was a time where it was going to be a canon film, and then that didn't happen because mm-hmm. canon was like, oh, we're gonna have Leatherface and Michael Myers because they were looking to do it again. Uh, the canon thing didn't pan out, and then Carpenter, his idea for the fourth one uh, doesn't pan out, and then he just him and Deborah Hill get out of town and relinquish the rights to Mustafa Cod because Mustafa Cod, if you can tell with Carpenter, he doesn't like to do the same thing over and over. He wants mm-hmm. to do something. He, 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 <laughs> You know, Akkad's like, let's bring Michael Myers back. They say, okay, but we want to do it this way. And uh, he didn't like this, it. This is in talks of number four? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He didn't like it. So th- they both, they relinquish their rights. Um, Carpenter's never paid for uh, his back pay for anything with Halloween. And so there's bitterness um, that'll show up later. But yeah, so that that's that's what happens here. They were, they were apparently... No one's like really seen the script um, from Dennis Etcherson that he wrote that the guy didn't like, which was supposed to be more of a ghost using Michael Myers as like a ghost type thing mm. through like trauma in the Haddonfield celebrate like after ten years later. But it was it was ethereal. Mm. It was it wasn't a, just a slasher. Well, the result that we have is 1988 Halloween for the return of Michael Myers. So it's set ten years after. Um, directed by what Dwight H. Little, and uh, yeah, um, <laughs> we can start with J- Jimmy. Right, do you have uh, some thoughts on Halloween Four? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, well, first of all, I, I do want to give a shout out to my buddy Eric Preston, who played little Michael Myers in the uh, the movie. He's a good friend of mine, and he actually, when I was in the hospital one year on Halloween, and he was going to come and visit me in a mask. I wish he had done that; that would have been amazing. But uh, I'm. I'm not a huge Halloween 4 fan. 
I I don't really like the characters. I don't. Re- Danielle Harris is good. She's adorable. She. I just. I don't know if I was really into the idea of seeing the lead character be a little kid. Um, it didn't. I, the characters just didn't feel the the thing I liked about the original film and this and I guess to a lesser extent the sequel first sequel is that I kind of cared about the characters but Halloween four kind of delved into let's see how vicious the murders are and you had the stereotypical uh, the chick with the shirt that said uh, cops, cops do it by the book yeah whatever you had <laughs> the douchey boyfriend you had it just it didn't feel it felt very by the numbers it it didn't i didn't really love the mask i mean i don't i don't hate it as much as another movie coming very very soon in this conversation um but yeah it never really quite resonated with me it, it kind of lost the feel of a halloween movie and it became just a generic sequel uh better than better than average generic sequel but a generic sequel in general i i didn't mm-hmm. yeah i didn't love it i'm not a huge fan fair enough Brandon, where are you i am a big fan of halloween 4 i like it i i think one thing it lacks maybe is in like a, a bit more of a creative eye with shooting the film dwight little went on to like a really good tv career but he doesn't like it's kind of a static look in this film but it does have a yeah. really good good fall feel uh, I think like that benefits from his lack of going for something, but um, this is basically. I mean, I talked about this last week. Like, they didn't need. This is the one. Okay, so Michael Myers and Laurie are brother and sister in the last one. Fine. This is the one that capitalizes on. He's only going to come after a relative because they didn't have to do this. They didn't have to say, "Oh, little Jamie's," or you know, her daughter. Michael could just break out and come to Haddonfield again and stalk someone new. Um, this is the one that's, that makes that starts a path of that. And but I think it's a nice little tribute to the original. It's essentially wiping the state slate clean again and just doing the first one over, but a little differently. Like the cops are more aware that it it winds up in the cops' house, and then instead of you know Lori taking on Myers, uh, the, the, her syndicate of Rachel is taken out and we're left with like, like if like Tommy Doyle or Lindsay Wallace had to fend against Michaels and showed Michaels can come after you if you're a little kid. So I, and I really like Daniel Harris. I was a lot, I'm younger than you, Jimmy. So maybe when I saw it, I was more afraid because of the kid aspect, but, um, maybe. Yeah. For me, I, I felt it was kind of tedious. Yeah. It, it is. It is more, silly. it is more of a standard slasher. You're right, and I think that's what Akkad wanted. Jason was making all the money that you know by knocking off his film, you know, and yeah. he wanted some of that. But I, I think it's still kind of true enough to the Halloween stuff, and I enjoy it more than most of those, like most of the standard slashers. I have a lot of fun for with sure. Halloween. Yeah, it's it's got a super '80s thing to it. It's really quotable. I I say lines from Halloween Four a lot, just normal <laughs> because I watch <laughs> it so much all the time. But um, it is kind of like maybe it argues for one of the best endings to any of the films hmm. that oh really sh- oh i hate no, shit, the no shit the bed I on hate next the time. where she hate stabs her mother or so she stabs yeah, I thought it was oh my gosh i, love I thought it. it was stupid it was it just felt so just like god desperate much i hate that ending I <laughs> oh hate man that ending. i didn't think it was okay. i'm not i'm not a huge I, fan of this film i all right it, it's it's one of those movies that like okay i'll end it here but 
I kind of liked it, and then as I've watched it repeatedly, I can I I'll watch it again, and I'll watch it every usually if it's on. It just it doesn't hold up well to me. It just doesn't hold up well. Now I've got a question about this. Is this where Michael, like the mythology of Michael, comes about, or is that in Halloween Six? I can't remember. That, that'll start coming next in the next. Okay. Movie. Yeah. As far as seeds. Okay. Seeds are so he's, unknowingly he's still, planted. He's still just a guy in this one there is no thorn markings on him at all yeah it's not we're not there at the ridiculous this is just druid cult yet michael kills people exactly. <laughs> but there's more family involved because of daniel harris yeah, yeah exactly right i um i rank this one pretty high um as far as halloween sequels go i i think what makes it stick because you know you guys know i'm not a huge slasher fan i'm very picky about my slashers and i think what i like about the halloween franchise is that it's it it takes itself to a, a it takes itself seriously enough where I, I I can respond to it more than some of the self awareness of the other big slasher franchises and I guess that just appeals to me yeah, it's a personal preference I think the two things hold mm-hmm. the one thing that holds me back beyond the fact that it's not you know made by Carpenter and Company and how it has a, a very decidedly different look from the other films is I just don't like the mask in this movie. <laughs> like, I think the, oh, ma- it's terrible. the mask is just, I'm it's just not terrible. a fan. And that makes a huge difference. Like, having a main character, you know, having Michael Myers look unappealing or just not inter- inherently frightening or what have you, it does it's set, not scary it, it at does all. set it back. It's just all. it's too white for me. Like, it has, it's too... It's, it's too... it's too expressionless. Like, the, the first... The original mask, it, it's it's expressionless, but it, it it's too interpretation. Like you could see and it has character. Oh, yeah. There's character. Yeah. Well, the light the lighting around it builds character. Where this one just feels like it's it's been made to to just evaporate any sense of character, no matter what the light is. And so it just feels I agree. odd. Yeah, for it's sure. just an odd looking mask. Um, and it just it just throws me off as far as being more kind of into the horrorness of it. Like as far as a movie goes, I do like it. I like the the Daniel Harris character, I think she she works well in here as a kind of a as a, a separation from the others by having a, a much younger character be involved in Michael's latest rampage. I think it and she it, she is very good in the movie. I will give her credit. She's very good. Yeah, she has, and she's, she's like what nice eleven in this movie? She's younger. At this oh yeah, point. she's like younger. Yeah, yeah wow. younger. Yeah, this is like yeah, this. Was it, this like was made on like her like eighth or ninth birthday, and this the next one was made like at the same time, like like on her tenth Holy or eleventh birthday. Yeah, so it's, yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I I am a fan of this film uh, quite a bit. I like that it kind of works as a since it's you know it's ten years later. It works as a weird kind of like reboot um, of the of the series because you're introducing Michael mm-hmm. back into the fold and it has a similar type of plot. It works in a way where I, I can connect to this one in the in a similar way as the original. Obviously not the exact same because it's just it's made by a whole bunch of different people. But no, I think mm-hmm. it's it's a, just a solid slasher movie, and I do I with I'm a Brandon. I think the ending is fantastic in this movie. I think it's such a a gut punch to everything that you saw leading up to it. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, so I will say with the the mask, <laughs> I think I think they were kind of caught off guard and on their heels because they they had the original mask to use, and when they put it to film, it like there's this weird scene in the movie in the school where Michael attacks Loomis and throws him, and all of a sudden he's got this like blonde hair. Wait, and who does? The mask Michael is or weird? The, Michael yeah, Michael. Mask. Okay. Yeah. It, it's for a brief shot, and it's always looked really weird. And it's because that was one of the first scenes they were shooting, and they had the original mask, and it just came up horrible. 
uh, on film, and they yeah, left. They and, did and not. It, they did not keep that mask very well. It did not age well. No, at all. <laughs> they didn't think about those things back then. And like, and oh no, yeah, and even after so, the, even after the second the, in the second film, it didn't look right. So yeah, they yeah, were that's keeping, what I'm yeah. you could see the hair starting to get blonder in the second one, and that's only three yeah. years later, and now it's like a full and on the neck, yellow. and the neck is a the completely different. So yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Halloween Four, which was a hit, right? Like it, it, no, it was a big yeah, hit. It was, a, they, like, it was yeah. so unexpected. It was like two weekends number one at the box office, and then they rush into filming the next one. Yeah. So that leads okay. Us, yes, they did. Us, they rushed into. That it. leads us to Halloween Five: The Revenge of Michael Myers. Although on screen it's just called Halloween Five. Uh, it's directed by Dominique Othon and Gerard. Um, nineteen eighty nine. A year, one year after. Um, at the suggestion of Deborah Hill. What, to make it a year later? No, uh, Dominic Austin. Yep. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, we haven't talked about Pleasance much, but Pleasance is back once again as well. Uh, and Daniel, oh, yeah. Daniel Harris is back as well, to, which makes sense because the ending gives you a good reason to want to see more of Daniel Harris in these movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they completely throw away that ending. They completely, it's completely useless. We for, well, hold on. We forgot to talk about, because... we forgot to talk about the death of Michael Myers <laughs> in, in, in four. In four. <laughs> So that one, a bunch of, what, the cops and a bunch of hillbillies shoot him down a well, right? That's basically what happens to Michael? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah it's the one, it's like, it's our RoboCop 2 style, right? Where, like, they, or, like, RoboCop style, where they all just, like, turn on their floodlights and they start shooting him, right? Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. He falls down, and you just assume he's gone, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, so five picks up. What are we going to say, Jimmy? God, I hate that movie. God, I hate five. I, I find it so dreadful. I, it's not the worst in the series, in my opinion. Um, there's another one that I, I, I will have. It, that it can't be. I, w- I will be shocked if five was the worst. No, no, there are there's a couple that are worse, but it, <laughs> it, it, it's so just uh, my problem with four again was that the characters were very cliche. Mm-hmm. There, there was nothing special about them. Oh my God! They went even further with just the worst characters. Yeah, in this so movie. you said that about I wanted four, them all, but I actually dead. liked them. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, and I, but I despised them in five. I wanted them all dead. I was like, please, just kill them all, please. Mm. Except for Daniel Harris, I still like her. I still thought she did a good job. I still think she's an interesting character, but it's just nothing of interest. That one, who's the one that just, I, I kind of block her name out. The one that's Tina? really spastic. Oh God, I hate her. I hate her. Can, can I ask I a, a backup question yeah. real quick? What is yes. this about? I, I've, so I haven't seen this one and I haven't seen six and then I kind of get back into it with H2O. So this one Exact is, same movie. Exact well, same movie as, as four. four. And just as crappy. Well, uh, and yeah, well, no, yeah. crappy. Michael, right. Michael lives, but this time they're ready. They are ready. Yes. Yeah, this they are ready. ready. So no. it's like Halloween, and everyone's just like locking their doors with guns. They, what they tried to do was they tried to do the one-two punch that they did with Halloween and Halloween Two. They tried to tie those two oh, films together. Oh, I see what you're saying. Together. Okay, so it's a, it's yeah, like exactly. a, it's a follow-up of it. Yeah, but it, it. but it's a, right. it's a year. It's, it's no, a no, year it's a year later. later. Okay. Yeah, it's a year later, but the, yeah, it's a Michael, specific Mike, follow-up. We, to we the see night. the end of four again from a new perspective, where Michael he's he falls down the mine shaft, then he crawls into like a river, uh, <laughs> and, and floats <laughs> downstream, and he stumbles upon a hermit. The hermit like heals him up, and a year later he kills the hermit and goes back to Haddonfield. It, it's yeah, like a nineteen thirties Batman serial. 
and like where they redo the the it's ending. So ridiculous. Well, it's the same. I mean, oh it's the same. God, it's the same as Frankenstein <laughs> and Bride of Frankenstein. Where right? That's true. No, no, you're right. You're right. I'm just saying. So, but he's, yeah, he's still not magical. Those movies yet, are actually one. good. <laughs> like, is is he magical in this one? Well, he's magical in all of them. He's coming back to life all the time. I know. Yeah, I know. But like, they, they start explaining like, oh, he's this been is, cursed. So this so one, he's got, like, this, magic, this one, you do see the first sign. You see a, a, a on his wrist. You see that there's a little symbol, um, which there has there's no explanation for in this film. And even at the time, they had no explanation. Let, let me finish. Let me finish. Even at the even at the time, they had oh, no okay. they had no explanation for what this symbol would mean or what the man in the hat would be. There's there's a there's yeah. a person that okay. there's a person that enters the film with a hat and then like. And uh, boots that are he's that a stick b- out. black trench. Yeah, yeah. He's, all, he's, 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 he's the, he's the original man in black. Um, yeah, and he no, that's what he was referred to as the man yeah, in black. He, enter, he they... enters into the film, and even the director Dominico Thingarod, he had no idea. They, they didn't have an idea of what it was, but Akkad was just like, we need to have something here for the sequel. So they just inserted this idea of like, okay, he has a thing in his arm now, some marking that means whatever, and there's this man in black mm-hmm. that's also going to be stalking around town that has some other motivation that we're not clear on. So it's uh-huh. so this one provides like a big yeah a big clue to where things are going to go despite at the time them not knowing what those clues were going to mean. Got it. Okay. So that now they're setting up the whole entire mythology of like oh he's been he perhaps may have some sort of weird dark curse that's why he can never die. They're starting to establish some sense of like Michael Myers Got related it. continuity. Something like that. Huh? Yeah. This yeah. one promised that they would unmask Michael. That was like the big catch. Of this one, and it, and did they only show him in like profile view with like the lights off? They show him from behind it, and in the dark. He, he cries. Yeah, they show. Oh, the, that's this They one. show an okay, eye so with he a tear. Cries when Danielle Harris like talks to him. Yeah, she talks. Yeah. She talks him down from yeah. her. Now, I mean, Jimmy, I know you're not the biggest fan of having Jamie in these movies, but I do think she gives a great performance in this film. Like, she really yeah. has to do a lot here. She has to play mute. For a good portion of the film, she has to get involved in some pretty tense situations with Michael. She has to be in an air duct at one point. That's pretty uh, cookie woman. It's pretty riveting. <laughs> it's pretty riveting. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead. Yeah, and... I, I no, I'd go riveting with that movie. <laughs> Here we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. We all know what's bad about Halloween Five. You know, I'm a bigger fan yeah. of Five than most. So. I know. <laughs> but let's 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 talk about it. Does there's some good stuff like. Gerard, the the director, has a better eye than the previous Dwight Little. Little. He's actually got some style here. Mm -hmm. Um, It's got a look to it. Uh, He also, I mean, this movie has the balls. It tries to do something by killing Rachel off in the beginning. But the, the problem is they don't provide us anybody better or that could work in place of her, which... Um, that's kind of cool. They try to do something weird outside of just your typical slasher by introducing the man in black stuff. And then it's got right. some, it's got a few good suspense. Some of the stuff when Michael is chasing Jamie through the, I don't know why they thought that would, people would buy that as the Myers house, Myers house. Um, that looks uh, like, what, do you, what do you mean by that? They, so they, re, it's they replaced blue. They, it's got little towers they, they, on they, it. They were, the Michael Myers house from the original film is very much different from the Michael Myers house in this film, and mainly because this okay. mainly because this house has multiple floors and a basement. It has all these things that are good for a slasher movie. It just is completely different from the house you originally saw. <laughs> so it's yeah, okay, they did they didn't show it in four, um, but they they found this house. But th- there's like a. Where she's in the laundry chute, mm-hmm. that's a really good sequence. I mean, the ending's creepy. Like it's it's weird and creepy, and I don't know. There's there is some good stuff. Like I, of course, you know, Tina's none of the characters are good 
at all in this one. No. I mean, they're they're typical. The they're, DJ, they're typical. Oh my god! What? No, was a DJ or was it? Yeah, it was a DJ, right? There's a DJ. DJ, there's a DJ right? in the that, next one. That. Yeah, that's the DJ. And that's the next one. <laughs> this one's oh, Tina I, I, I and her that. and her friend. They go to the farm. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't um, mind the characters in this movie. Oh, they don't bother me. I hate them. I they're hate they're them typical. All. They're typical. So, can I ask you guys, like, as as a person coming in with like fresh eyes here, are they starting to deviate from? Uh, any sort of uh, storyline that they had set up in one and two, and they're kind of just going on with this new storyline from four, or is it, you know, because as you move forward, we'll get to them with something like H2O or Resurrection. It just feels like now Michael Myers is a, a lurking presence, and we can make him do whatever because he's just he's been established as like a killer. Four, five, and six. You know yeah, four, four, five, and six make up their own little trilogy. Uh, yeah, they, they do. Yeah, it's, they do I, I don't think it. I don't think it departs from the franchise's core idea as far as, I mean, it, well, I mean, in terms of what Michael is, yes, it does. But as far as being fairly simplistic in what it's doing, it's it holds up as as far as it belongs in this franchise. Obviously, they establish all continuity and everything to make it keep going, right. and that's you know different than just what Carpenter, uh, you know, envisioned. But as far as you know, creepy guy stalks around town and kills random people. Some of them happen to be babysitters. Like it's, it's, it. it's just it's it's blending in with the other slasher films at that time, and it's it's amping up the violence, it's amping up the kills, it's amping up the level of right. supposed horror for the time. So it you know it fits with its it fits with its competition. And in addition to being so Halloween sequels, it, so that's the a very Halloween... good follow up too. Which and is, this is what's this... happening in the other sequence or in the other slashers right now? Because this is like 1996 or something no, like that. Oh, this is 89 still. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and, oh wow! Oh, wow, and, and wow, this and this one has Loomis at like his most insane. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, as well. He's good. I like him. Yeah, he calms him. down uh, in the next one. <laughs> yeah, I I always like him in these movies. That's one thing that that's why I can. He was watch. drunk on this one. He admittedly says he locked himself in his trailer and just drank himself till he had to come out. Yep. And yeah, and they were supposed to. He supposedly. When they were shooting the movie, he died. That was the. But idea. there's no clear, there's no clear resolution that he did. So he was able to come back for the next one. They just said he had a stroke when he was because he beats Michael with like a two by four while he <laughs> set up while he had set up this big chain net to and shoots him. With, he shoots him with a trank dart and everything. Tranks, yeah, yeah. And so the police. And the funny thing is, the police arrest Michael Byers. And they put him in a jail cell at the county lockup with his mask on. <laughs> I mean, it's, oh like, it's like the Green Goblin talking to Spider-Man while he's knocked out with his yeah. mask. Is this like is Halloween is basically like the one franchise that almost feels like a choose your own adventure book? It I is mean, honestly, yeah. it oh, basically it's, is. I've been saying that for years, and I yeah, I, absolutely. I inspired, uh, Scott Mendelson to write an article about that twice. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely a hundred percent true, and this particular trilogy, not my choose your own adventure. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we wrap up with five, I move on to the next one, which has plenty of things to talk about. Um, how does Michael get dispatched in this movie? He doesn't, right? He doesn't. No, he gets no. he gets released from uh, Jamie. Here's an explosion, and she goes back into the police station. Which is a really and... effective sequence, by the way. When she goes back yes. into that police station, it's really neat to see. They're all yeah, they're all dead, and like something blew up. There's debris flying around. The Terminator's walking and... away, like all these. Right. Things. Yeah. yeah. Michael, Michael, <laughs> Michael Connor shows up. There's, there's a, a light piano score going with the theme, and yeah. she sees Michael's cell. It goes to black, and you just hear her go, no. And it's really creepy. A better movie, that would have been an awesome ending, but... 
I think I agree with you. I did like the ending a little bit, and I, I, I would have liked a, a good movie before to make it good, but yeah. it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, that's Halloween okay. 5. Let's move on. Let's get to... So now, we talked about... Brandon, you and I have talked about this before. The, the gap between 5 and 6 is as long as the gap between License to Kill and Goldeneye. Uh, yep. <laughs> the longest breaks for both franchises. There was legal problems with both of them and then uh, michael like the halloween was up for grabs and then got picked up by miramax who put it under their dimension uh-huh. label. okay so bob weinstein was involved in this one <laughs> and if you remember back in the 90s uh, like dimension films was like the um that's like the Bl- like blumhouse now yeah. yeah like if you saw dimension for a horror movie you were like oh this is a big studio this is a still studio done very, yeah. yeah right yeah yeah, Scree- yeah, exactly. yeah scream the, the faculty, faculty like yeah phantoms you know all of the good ones a lot of josh oh, hartnett phantoms yeah. was the bomb uh, so this one yeah, is the one that was, like, goes into the 90s. This is Halloween, okay. The Curse of Michael Myers. It's set in 19, it's, yep. uh, it, yes. it's 1995. Joe Chappelle is the director of this one. Um, mm-hmm. And this is where Michael once again returns, but there is a whole new reason as to why, which includes a... Paul Stephen Rudd! Yeah, Paul. The introduction of Paul Stephen Rudd, his first film in the same year as Clueless, um, makes a... Mm-hmm. certainly makes an impression. Right? Um, his proudest moment i think i believe as an actor he's very proud of this film no he is he actually he actually is very great he um he wants to do stuff for it and he actually took on like a horror hound convention but then like the marvel people called him and he had to cancel like it was a big deal and like he um oh, I, thought, I, I i thought for a while there he didn't like this film I it seemed like it but it. he he um did that change so, so daniel ferens who wrote this film mm-hmm. he saw he um he saw Paul Rudd like an airport after he had done like the Halloween, maybe like 35 or 30 convention, whichever one it was. And, and Paul came over to him like, you know, he's like, Hey, he's like, Hey, cause he wrote Paul's first script or whatever. So he's like, Oh yeah. Hey, he's talking. He's like, what are you, what are you doing? Where you head to? And he told him about the Halloween convention. He's like, no one ever called me for that. And he's like, would you have wanted to come? He's like, I've been trying to do something for that. For, for, cool. cause I, he goes, I want to tell like, my side of things from that because he's like you know it was my first movie i it was weird but like you know i'd, I'd like to do something with like check out the fandom for that or like he's really paul rudd's an interesting cat like he's not like everybody he's a nice else guy too. he's a good but guy he, I like he's that. been really over the years trying to find time to like give back somehow to halloween but everyone has like the uh the west craven johnny depp thing where they're afraid to ask him mm-hmm. like you know ah. west craven's new nightmare where johnny depp was like man the movie's great why why didn't you you know, I would have loved him. And he's like, oh, are you? He's like, are you just saying? They's like, no, if you'd call Wes, I'd been in it. He goes, I did Freddy's Dead. <laughs> I'd have been in Wes Craven's New Nightmare. So it's kind of like people are afraid to ask Paul Rudd. But there was a big like Halloween Six reunion thing at a horror hound convention like a year or two ago, and he was announced. And then like five hours later, he had to back out because Marvel called him for some reshoots or something. But when they announced it, they said. This is very possibly not going to happen uh, due to his Marvel schedule, but he has agreed if he has no 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 conflicts, he would be there. But Paul Rudd, for a while, though, I think he was kind of, you know, he was embarrassed for a bit because people told him to be embarrassed about it. But then he, like, you know, saw what a legacy he's a part of, and I think he's a bit more appreciative. But I, I know he didn't like the reshoots. Um, but so let's let's talk about that because this is a movie that has not only a troubled history leading up to its production, but also a troubled production leading up to its release. Red, do you want to go into 
basically what what the difference yeah, is between what this movie will release versus the producer's cut that exists. Yeah. So this movie, like, I am fascinated with this movie because, well, it was my first Halloween I ever saw in the theater. And two, the production history and stuff taught me a lot about some other things with, like, the film industry, like, I'd never known about and dug into. And they made this movie, uh, Halloween, it was originally tied, like, Halloween 666, The Origin of Michael Myers was one of the titles. But Dan Fer- Dan Farrens wrote it, and he had, uh, he was nobody, he was a fan. This is, like, the first fan film ever made, and it shows. Uh, cool. But he left Halloween 5 in the theater and told his friends, damn it, I'm going to write the next one. And then he like wound up doing it, which is great. Like he wasn't anybody at the time. Like mm-hmm. just, I do this. And then someone like had got him a meeting with Mustafa Kod. Mustafa Kod liked him. Um, but he brought him on to like, kind of look at the other scripts and see what he thought to keep with continuity. Cause he was impressed with his attention to detail of the series. He ends up writing this thing. It goes into many different directions, even to the producer's cut version that they shoot. But he was supposed, Fred Walton was supposed to direct the movie, the guy who did When a Stranger Calls. Yeah, and, and uh, April Fool's Day, right? And April Fool's Day. He was he was the guy they got to direct. And he even wrote in um, uh, some scenes that stick in the movie that were nods so like When a Stranger Calls are still in here. But uh, so he, he, is, uh, he has to quit. Um, at some point in this, Tarantino and is it Scott Spiegel or... Whatever his name is. Yes, Spiegel. Yeah. Yes, Spiegel. They're in. Yes, they're brought in, but they're they're at Miramax Dimension in bed with the Weinstein's. Like, so of course their names are going to come up uh, as being part of it. So maybe at some point Tarantino touched this movie. I don't know. Howard Stern was asked to be the DJ in this. He declined because it was written like kind of for him. But um, so they shoot this Marvel movie. He declined. He was, he was, yeah. he, he was making they, private parts at the time. So you know, yeah. Right. Busy. They they. They show this movie at a test screening to a bunch of teenagers um, who don't who don't like it. That couldn't get into an R-rated movie anyway. Like that was the age range. So they take that to heart. They they boot out. They have Joe Chappelle and one of his writers come in and change like the ending and a lot of other details uh, to the movie. Originally, the movie was very cult based, um, you know, mystics stuff like that. And then they went to go make it X, quote unquote, X Files more practical. And Pleasance had died between this, so they mm-hmm. had to use what they had with him and try to figure out this ending. Uh, they reshoot it. It's a confusing heap they put in the theater. I saw it opening when I saw it opening weekend. I saw it, I was like, I love. It. I was like, did I miss something in there? Was there some like big twist or something I was supposed to catch or something? And I kept watching this movie, thinking like, is there something? But then I remembered in trailers there was things. And Fang- I had collected Fangoria back then. There was pictures mm-hmm. that weren't appearing in the movie. And then Fangoria broke news that hey, they completely reshot a lot of this film. There's uh, like 75 minutes of footage excised from this thing and redone. 75 minutes? Yeah, it's, a, yes. it's like a producer's oh, yeah. cut of this film. That's is, a lot of minutes. The producer's cut is yeah. very different from this movie, from the theatrical film. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's, still, it's not a very good movie, and a lot of people don't... I mean, it. everybody's least favorite Halloween, I think, is the same movie, but a lot of people think this one's next. It's between this and five for that next you know spot sure. like to battle a lot. Um I, I like this. I think this one has a really good look and feel. Yeah. I like. I think it's one of the best acted of these like sequels to this point. Um, they've got. I, I think they have a pretty good cast. They got the woman from um, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Is that what it's called? The original TV and the mom. She was the mom in Better Off Dead. Uh, the guy who plays her husband is phenomenal. He's. This is the only thing I've seen him in. Um, I like Marianne Hagen. Kim Darby's in here. Um, Kim yeah. Darby's who's fantastic. Yeah, Kim Darby. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, and, so what's going on in this one then? Well, they, they're trying to explain Michael's this origins. This is the cold one. This and is it's, this it's really oh, cold. Because okay. Mustafa Kad said, hey, this shit, we didn't, we don't know where it came from in the last one. You've got to explain it in this one. So, got it. They, so they, they don't actually explain what, what happens with uh, the jail cell in the last one either then. It's, well, it's you, still like... No, no, you, well, they you, do in the producer's cut. Yeah. Oh, in the yeah. producer's cut. You just, yeah, okay. just basically, you're left to... You, you you come to realize that the cult this cult let Michael out so they could take him in and kind of bring him, harness him back. Understood. It's a ritual yeah. of guys killing their families and then passing it on to another. And Michael is just one in a line of all these people. But there's some spooky stuff in this movie. I like the there's like a rear like window esque moment. Uh, there's a mm-hmm. just a creepy little walk through in the house with Marion Hagen and Michael Myers. Um, there's the, the part where the woman tells the little spooky tale of Halloween that works. There's a lot of stuff that works, but it's, you know, it's not, it's a mess. Um, did you guys mess, all feel that way? Like you guys all felt the same way of like, what the heck is going I'll, on I'll, here? I'll, like, say, I'll, say, oh, yeah. I'll say this. Cause I, yeah. I think I'm, I'm the youngest between the three of us that have seen all these movies. I remember this movie, yeah. the marketing was like insane for this thing. I saw commercials like all times of it was day. A big deal. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like, it, cause it was like Michael Myers is back again. And I remember, and I, I had seen Halloween, but like, I'm still pretty young. I hadn't, I, I'm not an aficionado with this franchise or whatnot. This just looked creepy to me as far as it was this, a big deal. The, like they, I remember a key marketing image was like him in the axe behind the sheets and he like cuts at the one. Yeah. It was like, this movie looks creepy. By the time I saw it, I was like, well, that's, that's not very good. But I, but like coming to okay. you know, seeing it more now and, and, you know, in recent years where I you know have a better, better eye than when I was you know pre pre-teens watching a Halloween movie, there is, sure. a, there, there, were, there, there, were... there is a lot to admire in it. I do think if you can go along with the cult stuff, there's, mm. there's plenty to like enjoy here. It's a very watchable movie. Um, mm-hmm. I do think the mask is the best it's been since like the first movie. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Like, it's a really good mask in this, movie, which again goes a long way. I think it's it's a good mask which, here. <laughs> there's some problems. Like uh, it's funny the mask is good, but like they got George Wilbur back, who everybody fans liked his portrayal of Michael in the fourth one. I, I mm-hmm. it's pretty good, but he doubled in size in that time and not in the muscular yeah, he's a, way. He's a bulkier Michael. Yes. So he's, he's a bit of a huffy. Yeah. My own Michael really does walk um, in this one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they this one, though, you're saying like, yeah, they did. Entertainment Weekly did like three stories on this movie when it was coming yeah, out. There it, was like a, there was a TV so special for press. it. Like so much press. Yeah. I mean, the next movie's going to get that same press, but and pretend like the press for the last one ever happened. But mm-hmm. Michael Myers being gone that long was a big deal. It's coming at a time in the 90s. We talked about this a lot in our podcast, especially in our decades episodes, where the 90s wasn't swimming in like too much horror. There's horror movies coming out. It was out, dying. Yeah, it wasn't a... Yeah, the, sl- the slashers had been dying out. We had Candyman was like, you know, pretty notable and Child's Play was going on. But like as far as sure. popular horror movies go, it just wasn't a... Mm-hmm. Well, in 1993, there's Jason Goes to Hell. And then in 1994, there was New Nightmare. Yeah, but they killed Freddy previous. But those are also not hitting the box office up very well at all. The same way, and and your horror movies, your top horror movie was at the time Curse of Michael Myers came out was Seven. Seven was the way things were going. They were going to be. They were Silence of the Lambs Lambs, took off, and those were the movies, the ones that were coming out of that copycat, and all those were were the adult thrillers essentially that have adult thrillers elements, but are focused on you know, like you get silence the lambs with best picture you get more quote-unquote prestige films to go out that have a horror vibe to it but are still billed as thrillers 
And you fizzle out. You fizzle out. You got Halloween. The Curse of Michael Myers comes out. You know, if you look at budget to what it did, it did well. And it didn't do as, I mean, did up to par with the other ones. But now it's under a big studio. So that didn't hit well. And then two months later, you have Hellraiser Bloodline, another messy Dimension Films production. Mm. Um, With Joe Chappelle, the director of this one, finished that film. And that one just bombs out horribly so it's like it's over for until scream comes along that following december and just really kicks yeah, over. Like i mean you get year. like yeah the prophecy trying like that's mm-hmm. that's sure. what i mean that's where you're going it's yeah it seemed like it was over well let me mm-hmm. ask you guys then how does this fit you guys have mentioned that four five six are trilogies did you guys feel satisfied with this trilogy after watching six no okay no. it's yeah so it's a big let down I like this movie a little bit better than five. Yeah. Because I just I just thought five was so boring. This is more watchable. <laughs> and you like you Brandon it's said, it has better yeah. acting in it. I, I think it's there's a yeah. there's a mix of Pleasant Springs, a gravitas to it, and Paul Steven Rudd. <laughs> he has when you what? watch He's so weird, it's awesome. In the movie? He's credited as introducing Paul Steven Rudd. Paul Steven Rudd, um, okay. But yeah. but I think the when you watch it now, I think the mix of both Knowing that it's Pleasance's last film and knowing that it's Rudd's first film, those both are entertaining in their own ways. Where like it's great to see Donald Pleasance. It's hilarious to see Doc Paul Rudd here. Like as his performance is it's pretty arch, <laughs> to say the least. I mean, <laughs> they're setting it up for Pleasance to exit and Paul Rudd to take over. Mm-hmm. Like that's what this sets up. And he's people think he's bad, but I'm like, he really comes off as some kid who is mentally distraught and traumatized from this night long ago. Yeah, so like, Abe, he really comes off as that. Abe, in case you're not aware, Paul Rudd plays the the he plays the older version of the kid uh, uh, Laurie Strode is looking at was babies. I was, was about to ask, like, how is Paul Rudd yeah, introduced? He's, he's, he's at, the, like, what's his connection? He was the he's the older version of the kid. He's Tommy Doyle. Tommy Doyle. Yeah, yeah. That, that she yeah, was babysitting yeah. that night. Yes. Got it. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's traumatized. Okay, so but, they've been dealing with. Well, the, he's the, the guy who knows all about the yeah, curse of the thorn. He's been he's, he's been, been studying. He's been studying Michael ever since, and he has like a bunch of charts in his room and thing with like yarn connected everywhere and stuff. It's like what he's a headline clipper. It's, yeah, it's what it's what American Vandal's spoofing, <laughs> like this kind of character. <laughs> okay, because so like, oh, and Daniel Harris doesn't out. come back. Daniel Harris doesn't come back for this movie. She gets replaced by no. JC. I Which a lot of people were pissed about in a previous movie. They couldn't agree. No, 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 no. No. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. Oh, Brandon, I'll let you explain it. Yeah, they tried to get yeah. her back. She want well, she, her agent, like call or manager called and said, "Hey, they're doing a casting call for Halloween, and your parts there." And she's like, you "Call them up right now. I'm playing that part." And call them up. They had some sort of insurance problem with her, and it was like a matter of like two thousand dollars, and. Mm-hmm. She had to stand her ground and just say, well, screw it, you know, and it was a men- it wasn't a matter. It wasn't the Akkad's or Trankus Films International. It was more so a, a Miramax uh, Dimension Films problem that she didn't come back. I, I don't wasn't it wasn't it partially she didn't like what they did to the character, too, because they really they well, really no, they were they were going to it was over. different. It was different before she wasn't on board. Yeah, were, yeah, they, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, so they do bring back. And the, then they, they, just, they bring back. They crap on that character. Yeah, they bring back, the, especially the theatrical version. They kill off the Jamie Lloyd character, um, who gives birth to a baby that Michael's going after because it's part of the cult ritual thing that they're doing. Got it. Um, something we did talk about last week, though. Daniel Harris went on to direct, and she cast the actress that plays Jamie in this movie, J.C. Brandy, mm-hmm. in one of her films. Um, so it's you know yeah. between them, they're cool. Like they got you know they're fine. Yeah. Now let me ask you my last question on this one. 
Um, the producer's cut. Have you guys all seen that? And is that far superior? And it uh, actually makes like the sense of four, five, six. It makes sense. I would say uh, the, far superior, but yeah, uh-huh. yeah it, it it helps a little okay. bit. It makes sense of what the film it wants to be. Um, Got it. And yeah. uh, and it, I had this man. I had to hound it down back in the nineties. I have. I still have my bootleg VHS copy. Um, you can hear my Dude, my story of, of getting that. I, I wrote on my Naptown Nerd blog. You can you can hear my adventure of acquiring that thing. Yeah, but now <laughs> now it's time. readily available thanks to Screen Factory. So it's it's all and good. Lionsgate yeah. Lionsgate yeah. even put out a standalone disc of it mm-hmm. because they finally are, oh wow you do so well. But there were so many years where false starts on oh they're looking into do it oh they're gonna do it and then uh, Brian Collins from Birth Movies Death uh, Horror Movie a Day. He did a screening of Halloween 6 uh, one year in October, and uh, he was just doing the theatrical cut, and he's like, man, no one's going to show. He's like, uh, talk to Dan Ferenc, the writer, about, hey, can you want to come by this? You can do a Q&A if you want, I'm showing it. And he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, do you want to show the producer's cut instead? He's like, do you have <laughs> film reels for that? He's like, yeah, they got, let me call Malek. Let's see if we'll do it. And then Malek Akab was like, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, go grab them. And so they did a producer's cut, and the thing sold out in like uh, like an hour after that was announced. And before, it had been up for a week. And yeah, it was cute. And then all of a sudden, boom. And so, yeah. And then when you get Scream Factory, of course, doing a box set, they're going to get that in there. So, mm-hmm. so a- okay. Abel, d- That's d- a hell just of a say box this. Set, by the way. There's not really, oh, yeah. there's not much reason to watch the theatrical cut of of Halloween Curse of Michael Myers of at Halloween. this point. Like, if you're going to yeah. watch that no, movie, you just, you just watch the producer's cut. There's no reason to go there. Unless you really want to yeah. see Michael Myers bleed green and get hit by a pipe with by Paul Rudd. I do yeah. I do, I, I do yeah. kind of like that, actually seeing Paul Rudd beat I, I Michael like Myers. Chappelle, in, the, in, the, in the theatrical cut, Chappelle does this, like, edit with these, like, this, like, screaming noise and these quick cuts that I kind of think are cool. It's very 90s. That's for sure. Very nineties, yeah. but I kind of liked. I kind of thought it was effective a couple times, but all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on. Let's we'll talk about this one briefly. Well, how's Michael Optin in six? Oh, sorry. Fun yeah. To keep with that. Um. Yeah. Well, wait. Is he Optin? No, he gets he gets trapped by runes at one point, so he's immobile. <laughs> <laughs> wait. It works okay. a lot better in the film I'm than it does. Yeah, they 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 surround him with runes, and so it stops him in his tracks, and then um. The actor Mitch Ryan, right? He um he's part of the cult. He's the man in black. Yeah, the, uh, he was the guy from the first movie. Mm-hmm. He's he. The, the, yes, dad? yeah. Greg's dad and Darmer and Greg. Mitch Ryan, uh, uh Mini Driver's dad and uh, Gross Point Blank. Um, he's he he's Magnum Forces. Mitch Ryan. Magnum Forces Mitch Ryan. He plays mm-hmm. he's the the cult leader, what have you. Um, he sees Michael stop his traps. He I think he crosses the the rune threshold. If I'm not mistaken, um, and we kind of cut away, we cut back, and we see somebody dresses Michael Myers. Turns out to be Mitch Ryan, and then Michaels is is just left walk wandering off somewhere, escaping the. And and Doctor Loomis gets the the thorn on his on his wrist. Yeah, yeah, that's and he right. says, "It's your game now, Loomis." So Loomis is going to be the new Man in Black. Yeah, yeah, it's it's wild. Wow, it's got some turns. It's one of those movies. If you describe it, it sounds, it sounds so yeah. ridiculous. It's, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's kind it of is, weird that Mitch. It's fan fiction, <laughs> right? This sounds just totally. Mitch Ryan. Oh Mitch Ryan God. giving it to Loomis is like, why would you do that? This this old man's gonna pass away soon. It seems like not the person you want to continue on your cult. But okay. <laughs> well, I mean, if you read into it, does this mean that Michael Myers is now curse free and he's like walking away, kind of well, thing? It, well, he walks away. He walks away in the Man in Black's 
costume. Oh, I see. So <laughs> like, it's not as though he's free of his curse. It's he's right. well, he is now in charge of the cult or whatever. Well, didn't he also kill a lot of the cult? Well, originally they were going to make a part seven, and and he was actually going to sell down to start family. I mean, it was a yeah, little yeah, different. He was, was, was going to get a job. Yeah. It was going to be a lot like raising Arizona. <laughs> yeah. actually. He was going to get his life together. He got a job at Target. It was, he, it was a good He finally found some but, therapy you know. and was going to make amends with Lori. Yeah. It was ha- Halloween, Halloween, Halloween 7, The Redemption of Michael Myers. That's, that's exactly. actually a great <laughs> title. Then it's Halloween 8, The Family Man, and it's basically the plot of the Nicolas Cage movie, except it's all the fantasy sequence and nothing no, else. No Tia Leone, and uh, actually, there's still John, Don Cheadle. Though. Don Cheadle's always there, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he co-wrote He's always, it. Yeah. Always. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Halloween H2O, we don't need to talk about this one too much because Brandon, Abe, and I, and Scott. No, not Scott. Was it Jim? Was Jim on that one? Or was it Scott? Who was on it? It was Scott. It's it was Scott. Scott. Uh, we all did a commentary track for it back in August, uh, which was a lot of fun. But we'll, we can go through some basic opinions. Jimmy, what, what are your thoughts on H2O? I like it. I like that one because I went back to, again, the first one I saw was Halloween. So that's what I always, uh, to me, I think Halloween. I think Laurie Strode. I think Michael Myers. I think Sam Loomis. So while it didn't have Sam Loomis, obvious. I liked it. I, I think it doesn't age as well as I would like. It, it It came at a time when Scream was popular, so they're trying to recreate that magic with uh, making a little Scream-ish. Um, I, you know, but I I liked seeing Jamie Lee Curtis again. I love the last half hour of this movie. I adore the last half hour. It's awesome. I love that chase scene. Starting at which I point? Think it's, when, Pretty when much it's Laurie versus Michael, eventually. Okay, when it's Laurie it. versus Michael, I love right. that part. I like, you know, again, this is another one that the, the actors are pretty good. Joss Hartnett's pretty good. Michelle Williams, who kind of, she kind of did something with her life and career. Uh, she's great. And it, it's, it's not, it's not a terrible movie. It's actually, I think it is definitely one of the better sequels. Again, coming from my perspective where I'm a Laurie Strode kind of guy. I, so I'm glad that you mentioned that, you know, it hasn't quite aged as well as, it could have because it seems like people that are yeah. people that are de- lesser on the new Halloween are coming out of the woodwork to talk about how great H two O was. Like, I mean, yeah, we, we all not, it's, it's fine. We all liked it, but it's like I don't I don't remember all of us being like, man, this is the 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 bee's knees of Halloween sequel. So like, it's, well, it's I sure. mean, when I saw it, I I kind of was when I first saw it. I was so into it. I was like, oh, it was mm-hmm. kind of like that Phantom Menace moment where you're like, oh my god, this mood's amazing, and you're like, right. Maybe it's not that good, but I still do enjoy it. I think it's, it, it leaves you on such that. a high, because like you're saying, the final oh, the yeah. final half hour of this movie is terrific. I think it's a great awesome. a great pe- a awesome. sense of, t- of pacing, tension, and suspense, as well as the final kick of the of the scene. It's and what, you know, we mentioned it comes to the Scream era as Mocking Scream, but that final half hour is where it starts doing stuff that isn't Scream, and that none of the other ones would, would do or would borrow from H2O later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely yeah i think we we all agree it's a solid sequel like it you know maybe not mm-hmm. necessarily the best yeah, agreed. but i mean it's certainly and it, a watchable and it's movie. funny like you know we talk about it not aging well i have a feeling you know like but we all loved it back then and then we're like well no we're gonna like this i, I think any halloween sequel is gonna do that because they're all like made of the era based on something else kind of because you know, we had this H2O, oh, it's in the scream mold of the era. Well, when we had Halloween 4 for the 10-year anniversary, it was in the Friday the 13th mold, mm-hmm. more so. Uh, and then, you know, next, uh, when we get to Rob Zombie, well, we're in that remake era of, you know, Texas Chainsaw and, like, Amityville were all being... And torture crap, too. We were, that, that was kind of 
the, the thing at the time, the torture, yeah. like the so and, that that kind of fit into that. And then now, I mean, we get the you know ignore it all. It's a sequel to the original, just like well. Texas Chainsaw had done a few years earlier, but we'll get to that. Except this one did it better. And the thing that I would contribute just to this part of the discussion is just the hype around this movie during 1997. Um, You guys had all talked about, you know, the rise of Josh Hartnett or 98. 20 years later, H2O. Yeah. (laughs) But um, it was, it was, you know, the marketing campaign here was fantastic as well. It's the return of Laurie Strode and everyone Mm -hmm. was really, really excited. Yeah. Again, like I made a lot of money too. Last week's episode, you know, everyone was dressing up to go to the theater as well, and it was, it was an, it was an experience. You know, I think Premier Magazine had a whole bunch of stuff that they're running about it, so it was, um, it was, it was quite a Jimmy. You you likened to to um, Star Wars Phantom Menace, where yeah, there's a whole bunch of hype. It's coming back, and you should go see it. And I think that people, I, how did this do in the box office? Oh, it did very great. Well. It yeah, was a big hit. Yeah, it was the biggest Halloween of the until uh, yeah. the Rob now. Zombies. It was uh, yeah. quite. It yeah. was front loaded. <laughs> like it, it did yeah. it great at the beginning. Like it did not do well afterward, but it certainly, you know, the people that wanted to see it right away saw it right away. Um, didn't have a great like, hey, <laughs> this movie's gonna be number one over and over again. Like this new one is. Uh, but but mm-hmm. no, it, it I did mean well genre genre wasn't as cool back then either. Yeah, We're living sure. in a time yeah, was, where yeah. like. Yeah, so uh, well, that's the fan, fanboy like this stuff has become so like I, I I think it's more than ever the the love for these old franchises has really just become a business like it's it's mm-hmm. so huge. And I'd also like to add that I think this is the one where you start. I mean, they've they've been delving with it, I guess, from the Danielle Hunter stuff too. But there's still a lot of thematic stuff about the PTSD stuff that Lori goes through. I mean, she's starting to see. Michael in breakfast and her son has to tell her that it's kind of over kind of thing. And that translates into what we're going to talk about in the next coming ones where zombies trying to give you more backstory. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. As far as giving glory, something to do in this film beyond just being a normal person, it's like, no, how do we, how do we realistically show what Lori's going through? And yeah, I think it, it does. It's, it does what it can, uh, it does what it can. To... And it's the only one uh, along with Halloween three that doesn't take place in Haddonfield. Yeah. Oh, huh. we should. Uh, I, ne- I never remember that. Yeah. They're like in some hill place. But thing. if you're not in Haddonfield, you're in California. That's, that's <laughs> the rule. Uh, so uh, Michael dispatchment in this film is pretty obvious. He gets his head chopped off by Lori, uh, which is which is awesome. It is. It's great. It's a great thing to see. Mm-hmm. Amazing moment for you guys. That's a fun one. It's a very, it's, it's a, a it's a stand up moment. in your seat and clap moment. Like it's yeah, it's huge. pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Now let me ask you guys: Did you guys feel as though it was the end of the franchise? If, I thought, no. I, like, I, I don't, you know, he never, it's never gonna die. But for that story, it felt like you could just let's just start it again, you know. They like could, after yeah, this, they could have easily, this. they could have easily like on a different yeah, direction. Like or, Donald Pleasance's ghost could have come out to reunite the cult and make a new uh, <laughs> figure to go after people. But or they could go back and finish the story they they left off with six. That's you know. what I'm saying. You could have resurrected. Well, I, I think they were, I think the success of this film reminded most whole Halloween fans really, you know, a lot of them just didn't care about the cold crap. They well, it, wanted, it was a love again, letter to the first one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's, I think people, uh, there's a lot of people that like me, they're like, it's a Laurie Strode. It's Michael Myers. That's what Halloween is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, 
let's move on. Let's get to the film that I think we all uh, agree is the worst film of this franchise, which is Halloween Resurrection. Yep. Uh, directed, right, next. Directed by Halloween 2's, <laughs> directed by Halloween 2's Rick Rosenthal, released in 2002, uh, starring, yeah. of course, Buster Rhymes, Tyra Banks, um, Thomas Ian oh Nichol- Thomas Nicholas Rip. of Rookie of the Year, uh, Katie Sackhoff, reluctantly, reluctantly Jamie Lee and Curtis. I'm getting you guys. None of you want to let me just fucking finish this thing. <laughs> We're just excited to talk about the worst one. Fine. Yes, it also stars Jamie Lee Curtis very reluctantly. Yeah. For about ten minutes, it's an okay movie, and then you're just yeah. Then it goes to, to well the in the crapper. first ten minutes, you're completely uh, unsatisfied with the fact that they've retconned the ending of H2O because it wasn't Michael Myers whose head got chopped off. Mm-hmm. It was a very... Pardon me? It was, it was a very dumb security guard that had no idea how to uh, explain that he's not Michael Myers under that mask. <laughs> and so it was, They Mission Impossible 2'd it? Well, basically, yeah, basically, yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah, kind of. Yeah. He broke his jaw, didn't talk? Mike, yeah. Michael replaced a guy and yeah. put him in there and then Lori did her thing. And Okay. So Lori's now what? She's in a psych. She's like in a mental ward because she accidentally killed this guy. Yep. She went crazy, uh, which is all- yep. another huge downer as far as how we're handling Lori. Uh, Michael mm-hmm. finally Terrible. finally Terrible. goes after her because Michael has to go after her. Um, and you think Lori's like trapping him because she seems like she has the upper hand. And then something really stupid happens. I'm just being vague because who cares? And Michael ends up killing Lori after she kisses him, okay. of course, first. <laughs> Although technically you don't see her die, she could have fallen and you know. Well, you just, see her, she like, gets stabbed uh, and then she like chucks her body. Someone talks about it later in the film. Someone mentions God, it. I hate this movie so bad. So after that, <laughs> I hate this so film. of course after that, there's no reason for the movie to exist anymore. But nope, we still go on anyway nope. because Deb Buster Rhymes is launching uh, Dangertainment. If, <laughs> if there's one thing this movie does right, it gets away from the family angle. I guess, yeah, it goes back to. I yeah, that's, that's the last compliment I, I I'm going to pay this movie. I don't know if that's a compliment though i mean at least the family angle was somewhat interesting this was just freaking this is just, garbage. i'm not saying where they go is there oh i'm saying God. just the idea of just letting him stalk strangers that's, yes that's, i'm not saying that this is the that's, idea i wanted so, but i'm saying the idea so the, it's, <laughs> it's almost like saying well you know i, I know it's just it's so terrible so oh, God, I got the, it, gen- the general premise yeah. becomes michael goes back to his home in haddonfield Meanwhile, Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks are producers that are looking to make a reality TV show set in the Myers house because it'd be spookier, whatever. And because Blair Witch was popular, yes, and so mm-hmm. and so Michael happens to be there as well. He's like, well, people are in my house, so he goes all Clint Eastwood and says, "Get off my lawn!" And starts killing people. I mean, you he's know, just that would have been a better movie alone, if then. he did that. If he did that, if he literally was like, "Get off my lawn and kill people," it would have been a better movie. It would have been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But it's not that movie. And... It's just terrible. Nope. <laughs> cool. Terrible. Who's that like? Who's that like ambushed news reporter dude from like the '90s and maybe like late '80s that was also in Predator too? He's like, "It's a war zone down here." Who's that oh, guy? That's Downey Jr.'s brother. <laughs> oh. oh, is that really Morgan Downey Jr.? But it's one of those things where are they trying to develop a show like his where it's like, hey, no, it's, it's supposed to... ambush journalists, no, it's, or no, is it just reality? No, it's supposed TV? to be a reality show. They get a bunch of like people in a house together, and it's a spooky house because it's the Myers house, uh-huh. and so it's like, let's see what happens if they spend the night yeah. there. Danger, Tate. Hey, do you remember? Do you remember MTV's Fear? No. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. That's but what they're trying to do yeah, here. Yeah, Basically, that. Okay. What... This was an MTV horror like all, all, movie on every all level. the characters Got are it. wearing cameras like on their heads, that kind of thing. So they're going around the house, and and I think Buster Rhymes mm-hmm. like he 
hired people to act as if they were Michael Myers to increase the level of scares, and then the actual Michael Myers mm-hmm. shows up and everything. Goes up and it gets confused. I believe there's a, I well, believe there, I believe there's a scene where Buster Rhymes believes he's talking to one of the actors he hired, but he's actually talking to the yep. real Michael Myers, and he's like tough talking to him, and he starts tapping him on the head, being like, "Yo, go out there and scare those fools" or whatever. It's a lot. Well, let me ask you guys something. This is my only question for this movie. Are there any clever kills in this one? No. no. Uh, the Thomas the, <laughs> Nicholas gets like stabbed in the head, but it's not, mirror, it's not like and then one girl gets impaled on a gate. Okay, the decapitation thing was okay. That was all right, I guess. Oh yeah, Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, it's yeah. It, here's the thing. This movie reeks of just thinking it's so much better than the predecessor. Like it, like it show because there were fans. Believe it or not, there they were. The fan base was uh, unhappy. They killed Michael. You can't kill Michael. They fucking did. They chopped his head off. That was fucking cool. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can kill you know Dracula and he can come back. Like he's a. But I mean, yeah. This is what you yeah. get. This is what you get. This is what you get right. when you bitch about that. But this movie is like, yeah, we're gonna fuck fuck HBO. Let's kill Jamie. Like, why even bring Jamie Lee Curtis back? Right. Why? Yeah, I, I, it's so sad but, to see. It's so sad to see. She does not want to be there. Not at all. And I mean, it's yeah. This movie is so like, and the Myers house looks like it on the outside, but man, he's got a dungeon (laughs) into the basement. (laughs) And (laughs) okay, okay. Final two questions: How's the mask, and how does he get off? This is terrible. It's like it looks like a drag queen, Michael. Like that's yeah, it's awful. It's awful. Okay. He again. He, he's got it. He gets. I believe Buster Rhymes does some karate, kicks him, beats him down a little bit, and then they burn the house that he's inside of, and he burns. Well, fun I'm story. Feeling... Uh, this was originally before Spider Man. This was this uh, original title. This was Halloween Homecoming. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it's kind true. of a and they, clever name. And they it. had to like re reshoot it. There was like a ton of reshoots. There's like four different endings to this movie, and different characters survive and die and show up like. Apparently, Busta Rhymes screen tested well, so they changed it around so he saves the girl at the end because like there's the guy at the internet party was supposed to leave it to go save her, and he and he shows up when the fire's burning. Michael. Oh he, my god, the internet party is so awful. I'm getting oh yeah. sicker. Yep. I'm feeling worse after this movie. I'm yeah. feeling, literally feeling, you're making me sick, even worse than I was. Yeah. Mm. It, <laughs> this is this is an anger inducing movie. Like I. It's I mean, so there, bad. I, I, uh, no, no franchise entry in any series hurts me more than this movie. <laughs> the okay. only, the only one that's second is Freddy's Dead. Freddy's Dead is horrible. So, but, this is dead, but, but this is this worse. But this is worse. worse. This, this is, is way just... worse. All right. Yeah, okay. this is terrible. So I think we set our pace like, on Halloween Resurrection, guys. It's <laughs> yeah. just gonna make us. It blows. We have three more movies to cover. So it's so good. It. All right. So let's move on. Let's get to so now the franchise takes it takes some uh, takes some time. It takes not. Can't we just put Rob Zombies together? It's surprising. I mean, seriously, no, because I think they're two different movies, and I think there's more to. Yeah, they're very different. Yeah, they're, they are very yeah. different movies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so 2007 hits, so we get Halloween, the remake of Halloween, uh, directed and written by Rob Zombie, who's coming off of Devil's Rejects at this time, and he's you know he's building up some cred as far as being a filmmaker. The uh, Malik Akkad is uh, on board, you know, still of course with the Halloween franchise. Um, mm-hmm. Carpenter doesn't necessarily give him his blessing. He just says, "Make it your own." You know, that's kind of kind of the, the logic yeah. he has here. Uh, Which, unlike a lot of remakes, it does have a personality and a vision. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, you tell me, like, better. I mean, 
Bread and the Friday the 13th remake, uh, more than the Nightmare on Elm Street, more than Texas Chainsaw Man. This has a distinct, like, it it is its own. Like, the other ones can be thrown oh, together yeah. as, as like, remade during this period. Rob Zombies, I, there's one thing he did. is this These take place in an indeterminate time and space, all their own. And they're, they're going to age mm-hmm. appropriately because you can't pinpoint it. Yeah. And, it, and it's done yeah. in a good way. The sequel in particular, Got I think, it. does a, is mm-hmm. better as far as it it's unstuck in time this one you know obviously there's a discrepancy between the periods they're in but yeah it also doesn't adhere to being specifically the 90s or the 2000s it could be you know just a time when people are older um mm-hmm. i guess i'll start with this movie i i i'm at the point where i don't mind this movie i don't love it i think the first half of this movie specifically when michael's in the mental ward i think there's a lot of good stuff there that zombie does that to make it his own and i think it mm-hmm. i think you 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 get some sympathy here. You get some sympathetic characters. Danny Trejo, surprisingly, is like one of the most sympathetic characters of the entire series. Um, and the the way they utilize masks in this movie is clever, as far as his obsession with masks. Michael's obsession with masks. Malcolm McDowell is a great casting choice for Loomis. I think he does a lot here. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't say it falls apart, but I'm just not a fan of the Halloween remake portion of the movie, which is basically the second half. Where it just conde- it's greatest hits of Halloween. Yeah, it just condenses. It just it conde- yeah. Halloween on speed. It just, yeah. it just condenses yeah. Halloween down into this hour remake, and I don't like the replacements they have for Lori and Annie and PJ Souls' characters. Well, you don't like them. You don't like them as their characters, right? Like they're they're yeah. unsympathetic characters. I just, yeah, they're well, not. They're not. The, the first time mm-hmm. we, the first time we meet Lori Strode, she's like fingering a bagel or a donut, and you're, she's just like. This is, what happened to the nice girl that was cool and sweet. This Rob like Zombie's not interested in that. That's the problem. That's no, the and, That's... And she, but she's not likable, so you don't care. You don't care about the girl. Well, it seems like she's just and, a that, girl. like it. Well, it's it's certainly Zombie trying to write for what he thinks a teenage girl sounds like, but it just it doesn't add up to me. Like it just feels like the writing, no. his writing, which I'm not going to say is amazing, but it really betrays him in that second half as far as trying to write teenagers in this movie. It just well, and a lot of it's based off like your feelings. You know, you know this story, so we don't have to spend time with the characters to overdevelop them. But in Laurie's case, it's Rob Zombie's vision of what a Laurie would be to him, not what John Carpenter's Laurie was. I mean, that's that's a big thing. Rob, John Carpenter and jump with this John movie. Carpenter and Deborah Hill's vision of what Laurie was. Deborah Hill, yeah, those girls yeah. were mainly Deborah Hills. Um, but the the most important factor. In a pre, in any sort of enjoyment of this movie is to pay attention that Rob Zombie's name is with that title, because you have to watch it under that lens. You, I mean, that's that's really because a lot of people hate it because it's not John Carpenter. It wasn't like like Rob Zombie was never but going. He, but for even that. then, Brandon, no. I mean, I, like I really like The Devil's Rejects, and I really did not like a lot mm-hmm. of what this movie was doing, especially the first time I saw it. Right. Like, it's not, I didn't go in thinking I'm going to get another John Carpenter film. I went in thinking I'm going to get the guy that did Devil's Rejects coming back to make it all. Right. Movie. It's like, yeah, that's, yeah. that sounds and, neat and, to me. But, I'm interested in what that's going to look like. And watching it, it, just, it, it feels like a compromised vision. It feels like he's trying to do something here. But, oh, it is, but, yeah. But Cod is clearly wants to force on the parameters of what a Halloween movie is. And so those two visions, mm-hmm. which is why we'll get to the sequel, but the sequel is a rob that feels like a rob zombie movie this feels like oh he was oh, left alone sure. he got he got left alone on this that one. feels like a, um, a compromised version of what his rob yeah, zombie the, movie should be what he's trying to do yeah. is he's trying to make halloween by way of henry portrait of a serial killer yeah. that's mm-hmm. 
that's the prime. It's it's more of an influence here than John Carpenter's original because that's it's the, your style, your tone, and you put a Michael Myers mask on the guy. But I mean, well, he, here's the problem with that though. He, he, Halloween is a 90 minute movie, and he basically tried to step the last half of this movie with just highlights of Halloween, the original Halloween. So if you're going to make it your own, make it your own. Don't make it a, a carbon copy with just ooh, I like that scene, and let's just make them sluttier. That doesn't mm. work. Right? It's no, not really. a, it's not a. It wasn't a good choice. But the, I agree with uh, Aaron. The first half is a pretty interesting mm-hmm. movie. And it I is. Actually, well, I actually like Sherry Moon. I thought she was. I know. I think she's believable. great in it. Yeah. Just, uh, as, yeah. As, can I ask you guys Michael, a Michael, question about that that early as part? As Michael's mom, that's what you're referring to. Sherry. Got it. Well, let me ask you guys, did you guys feel as though you needed to know Michael's backstory? Like, did no. you need to know his hostile no. stay? No, but, okay. but for I, what this film is do doing. It, I don't mind it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you it's what, fun. like, there's there's some effect. The movie looks great. And, it's a very like, autumn and, movie, for sure. Yeah. And I like there's scenes where, you know, where little Michael kills a kid from Spy Kids. That's creepy <laughs> as hell. Oh, uh, this, that's brutal. Daryl Sabara. And then uh, I like when... He kills him and it's an adult? Like, they're both adults? No, it's young we, Young yeah. Michael kills they're, young Daryl Savara. <laughs> oh, whoa. We've been criticizing yeah. the second second half of the film, but the, the the scene where he kills Lori's parents is, like, some of the most, like, disturbing home invasion shit I've ever seen put on oh film. Oh, my no, God. I, yeah, when he kills D. Wallace yeah, and stuff, I'm intense. just like, it's traumatized. And then... Uh, the end, some of the end, like when like Lori's in that like drain pool full of leaves and Loomis is shooting him, like that looks just beautiful. See, I I like that <laughs> oh, yeah. scene. I don't like the extended cat and mouse chase after that scene. I just it just goes right. on way but, too long. Yeah, which, which was I added. Agree. It was an added. It was an addition. That was a reshoot that they added all that extra <laughs> stuff afterwards. Yeah, this movie has two versions. It had reshoots. Um, my, he, Rob Zombie originally didn't want to incorporate uh, any of Carpenter's music. Uh, he wanted because because he said you know that's going to remind them of the film I'm not making. Mm-hmm. Got it. Like, and how is uh, Kane Hodder? No, not is it not in it? Tyler Maine. He's not in it. Sorry, so. Kane oh, Hodder okay. is, is a WWE wrestler. Oh, part of the thing. Part of the thing here too <laughs> is yeah, no, that, that's Jason. He's one of the Jasons. Okay. Yes. Uh, like yeah, he's Jason. He the the um the cast in this movie almost feels like a Fangoria Weekend of Horrors convention. Like that's <laughs> yeah. it's. Pretty distracting well, that's in what terms Rob of. Rob Zombie always does. He that. does. It, 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 in a Halloween world, it kind of, it, I agree. It's a little yeah. distracting. Like when like Udo like, Kier pops up or whatever. Like wait, yeah. no, Udo Kier pops up, and right after, here's Clint Howard. Like they, and then they're with uh, what's his name with the the face, Richard. Um, he's got burned skin. I can't remember his name. Yeah, but I, yeah, I like they all three pop up real quickly. I don't mind like Ken Foray being that guy. He gets the mechanic suit from, but like there's so much. And in the hospital too, there's just everybody, somebody. Um, but I mean, to a general mm-hmm. audience, Carolyn Williams, to the general teenagers up. going for a date night, they're not going to recognize those people. Yeah. But for like the horror fan, it's like, whoa, the, oh, 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 you know. I mean, just... but you are seeing a remake of Halloween. I mean, it's how seriously you're supposed to right. take, how, how much are we supposed to buy into the world that's being presented to us for the 10th right. entry that's a remake of the original? It's like, I can right. I, I can enjoy yeah. having some level of fun to that degree. I understand what you're saying. And yeah, like if I, yeah. I guess if I like, if I, I like, if I like I the movie more, then I could probably be more upset by the idea of seeing cameos right. nonstop. 
I don't mind. I actually don't mind it because I, you know, growing up as a fan of a lot of those, it's always fun to see some of them doing these kinds of roles and kind of stepping back into a, a decent side, decent budget horror film. I, I enjoy that. I don't. I don't mind that. No, I like it. I like them people. The people work hard. They're getting to be in a big major release, a uh, wide mm-hmm. release that they yeah. don't get to be. In. So that's and this movie was a hit. Really cool. This, this, this it was a big this hit. It was a big hit. Yes, it was. Big opening yeah. weekend for Halloween. And uh, it, it, the mask and, and how he's off. Oh, the mask is cool. Like it, the mask is maybe great, there's a lot yeah. of work on them because yeah, there's a lot of great. different masks and everything. And I think Tyler Maine, I mean, he's you know he's a brick wall, but I think he he brings a presence to his Michael. He's you know he's he's the juggernaut. He made like, him scary again after Resurrection. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, absolutely. He he's he's a force to be reckoned with. He's scary. He's a, he's a tall. He's film. a very tall he, man. <laughs> like so that helps. Yeah, Michael in in Rob Zombies. The reason he's so big is like. Michael and Rob Zombies is human. Like he's a, and he wants to be. He wants him to look like a guy that could take a bullet and just like keep coming. Mm-hmm. That's why he's so big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Haley's off. Yeah. He okay. gets shot in the face by Loria by the end of the movie. He, he but after right. yeah, after they after, that seems to be a common theme. There's a well. There's a um. There's a mo- there's a moment in the in the house where Laurie's like she has a gun at him. He sees the gun, so he charges at her, bursts them both out of a window off the off the second floor, and they land. Uh, Laurie's now on the ground, bleeding and bruised and beaten up, and she has the revolver in her hand, and she's like clicking each like each shot in the gun until it gets to a bullet finally. And right when it, right when it does, her the Michael's hand grabs her. And that's when the bullet goes off in his face. And she gets cut, splattered in its blood all over her face, and then it cuts to Michael cuts to, to titles that says Halloween. It's it's. Isn't there an alternate oh. ending where the police force shows up and just yes, guns the, him down in the yeah, yard? Yeah, before they did all the reshoots and everything, mm-hmm. the idea was yeah, let's just have Michael get gunned down in the yard. Um, but they, it. they decided to make it more I don't know exciting, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. but they follow. They, I, they, I think they, we they should also on that mention second, that. So. I know it's only kind of going back a little bit. We also should mention Daniel Harris is back, yeah, yeah, as as one of the friends this time, and she is actually a highlight in the film. I, I really enjoyed her in this movie. I actually did like her character, mm-hmm. not so much in. Well, we'll talk more about her in the next one, but I yeah, think she's I better in the next one. one. But I, mean, I agree. That's than... why. There's a there's a there's a nostalgic appeal of having Daniel Harris be one of the friends now by having her back in the franchise. It's mm-hmm. and it's also yeah. We'll talk about yeah. She's much better in the sequel. It's so let's, yeah, let's, let's like talk it. about the oh, sequel. Much. So now we have Halloween, we'll right Halloween in. two, two thousand nine. A couple years later, Rob Zombie's still writing mm-hmm. and directing. And this time, as Brandon, you said, he's left up to his own devices for whatever reason. I guess they sent him. They sent him to Atlanta and just said, "Make it." Yeah, it <laughs> has a decidedly yep. different look than the first movie. And Abe, I'll note that Brandon mm-hmm. Trost is a cinematographer for this one. Very 16, cool. Sixteen millimeter film. Sixteen millimeter the whole time. Oh, Sixteen millimeter yeah. in like in uh, not full frame of like in one eight five. So it's like a it's, yeah. it's a big looking movie. Like because all the all because mm-hmm. um, Zombie shot two thirty five, which is like Carpenter's for the original. Zombie doesn't normally shoot two thirty five. He shoots one eight five. His other movies are. It's a it's a it's a fake two thirty five. He really shot it for the other, and they, and they made him convert it. Converted. Two, that yep. makes sense. Yep, he had to he had to reframe it in post. So yeah, interesting. At least though, I do. I guess mm-hmm. go and act as if it was to make it look something regardless yeah this movie it looks big it looks it's a big like zombie movie again and i know 
Brandon, you'll go in a second. I just want to say this movie is wildly interesting to me. I don't love it, but I love the ambition involved with it. I've said this a lot on this podcast and, and just in passing that I think Halloween 2 is like Tim Burton doing Batman Returns. If the first one's mm-hmm. Batman, the second one's a Tim Burton movie. If the first Halloween is Halloween in its own way, this is a Rob Zombie movie. It's wildly mm-hmm. different. It has some pretty grotesque violence in it, but it has such an interesting tone that's far away from you know it makes it's the most standoutish of all the halloween sequels it feels decidedly like its own beast besides halloween 3 obviously so mm-hmm. no it's i remember seeing it like because the first zombie one took me a while to get used to like i did not like it at all when i first saw it um but i've, I've warmed to it this one i saw and i was like i think i might have liked that and it was real interesting and even when the director came out like I just started falling even more for this one. It's still got some problems that were the same as the one before, but it's so yeah. there's so much more interesting stuff. There's so much weird stuff. I just love that he's like gone batshit crazy. He's got a, a killer opening sequence to it too in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Poor what? What did Octavia Spencer do to Michael? Myers? <laughs> My yeah. God! He did that and Car- Caroline Williams is Jesus in there too. Christ. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, but but he's just I mean, I love the the focus on the post the traumatic, you know, post traumatic stress um, between Annie, uh, Lori Brackett and and even um, uh, Dr. Loomis there. And, and people get mad at this Dr. Loomis in here. I'm like, it's not the same character. They're doing something different with it. Um, and they're all dealing with it in different ways. You see how they sh- you know, shattered a friendship, how like Annie went from being this the more outgoing, like open girl to this stuck home. Like we're always constantly worried about her father's health and stuff uh, girl. And it, he, I mean, there's just such great stuff. It's they've got like the barn party they go to. That's really weird. They've got the idea that I think zombie chickens out on towards the end that the fact that Michael's not doing all this, it's Lori. It's, I think that's a strong idea. It's ambiguous but, at best, but I mean, it, it is. It could still you be mean, there if you want it to be. You know what my biggest problem with this movie was? We, it's mm-hmm. like you had mentioned Danielle Harris, and, and I loved her and her dad in this movie. I'll, you yeah, know, Brad Dorff's yeah. great in this movie. I, yeah, Brad Dorff is great in this movie, and and but yet they still focus on that just. Like Laurie Strode is like at this point like f you f man f mother f her f f f f and he's just like oh shut the hell up it's she's still kind horrible of there, like, in this movie. oh I I think she's it's a horrible. good turn over I she's think hateable great... well yeah that's it's, oh, God, showing what her. how no she's... they're showing how messed up she's become because of that event and then she finds out that oh God, she didn't no find out Michael she didn't God, find out awful. Michael was her brother in the first one she finds out in this one that uh that Michael's her brother so that even sets her off more. I, I would have rather her died in the last one and given the given the the reins to Daniel Harris's character. Honestly, I, would, I, I really I, and not because of her performance. It's just so sh- crappily written. I think it's that I, character. I'm in a, I'm in the middle between you guys. Where like I get what they're trying to do with the character. It makes a level of sense to me. 
but I'm with Jimmy as far as how much I like watching this performance. It's just, no, I don't really, I don't enjoy watching this character. I understand it sucks that she's in this position and that's what's going on with her, but to have to have her as a main character, uh, it's it's tiring. It's tiring to see just to, to see this uh, over and over again. Yeah, she. And again, because I, 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 again, I, I don't, I don't love this yeah. movie. I think it has its share of flaws, and I think that I should note the director's cut is significantly better than the the theatrical cut as well. Like it really. It feels like an even more complete version, obviously, because of the director's cut. But it really, it does what is what zombies wants to do with this thing, especially by the end, where <laughs> there's not many characters left alive by this movie, and for good reason. Um, there's there's no there's no lead into a Halloween three after Halloween two. <laughs> like that's very much where no, we are, no, uh, no. which I like. I like that whatever zombie wanted to do, he finished it off in this movie. Like, Resolves yeah, it. He, he, he yeah. completed his story. Mm-hmm. How uh, Michael gets taken down in a hail of gunfire in this movie. By the way, that's the, that's the result of this. Yeah, and good yeah. man and Laurie, Michael and Michael Laurie and Laurie and, and and Loomis for that matter. <laughs> it's a it's a big yeah. death mm-hmm. big death circle. Um, the mask is just a a, a a deteriorated version of the of the one from the first one. It's still it's good in its own way. It's just. It's yeah. not a. This is. There's not a lot of emphasis on mask in this movie. There's a lot of Michael just walking around with a big beard. <laughs> like he doesn't do much. <laughs> but it, um, you mentioned the opening, Jimmy. Like it is pretty terrific. Like it's a co- nice condensed version oh, of Halloween Two, opening. which even though it ends up basically being mostly a dream sequence, um, it's still like yeah, it's got yeah, that which... awesome use of nights and white satin. That was that's amazing. I was very disappointed that that was a dream sequence. I, I, I see. I hated this movie when I first saw it, but it's so one it of those I too. rewatched, yeah. revisited. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it really grows on you. And I, now I like it better than the than uh, the his first. Oh, Halloween, easily like it better than his first Halloween. Oh, yeah. I like this more yeah. than many of the sequels. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, I do too. Probably. Well, yeah. So that's Halloween too, and that brings us all the way back to Halloween 2018, Halloween H four O. Um, where I think we've, t- we, Abe, you and I and Brandon, we talked about this pretty extensively last week, but Jimmy, you want to give us a, a bit of a, a thoughts on what you think of this newest one with David Gordon Green directing? Um, yeah, I'll, I, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I loved uh, that it, to me, it felt like the true, the Halloween sequel I've been kind of waiting for. I felt like it was a great example of how Laurie Strode's character could do. I like the fact that it, again, I like the women characters. I liked her. I liked the, her daughter. I liked the granddaughter. I, I some of the fodder even. I they some of the like the, the the you know the kid that when they find all the mental patients walking around. I like that kid. I didn't want anything bad to happen to him. I actually thought it was a really really solid way to return to the story, make Michael scary again, and and kind of open it up to a new chapter possibly. And I. Mm-hmm. I very and Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh my God, she's so good in this movie. She this was a movie I wanted H2O to be, and I think I pretended it was for a while. But yeah, this is a this is the one that I, I I feel like they finally got right. I'll note that um, as we talk about this movie more, we're going to be a little more spoiler uh, focused, or at least not not worried about giving in away certain things that happen. So if you haven't seen the new Halloween and you intend to, and you don't want to hear about it, this would be a good time to pause. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, any new thoughts from you guys about Halloween since we talked about it last? You've had a week to kind of sit on it. I, I did notice a little bit more of like questions that arose in my mind when I was thinking back on it of just, uh, I guess, character character actions. But for the most part, I still dig it. I mean, I agree with Jimmy that it's it's 
just it's actually like a, an actual movie rather than just like a slasher movie. So I was, yeah, I was big on that. Yeah. I, I I appreciate that you just there was something about like the idea behind it. And I, I've heard some complaints about it, and I, I the complaints seem a little bit. Look, I get it. You're fine. You're fine to look, see see how you feel feel how you feel about a movie. But to me, it just it connected. It connected the dots, mm-hmm. and I. I, you know, and a lot of people, well, well if he, you know, sister, if it's, if it's not sister and brother, well, why does he care? I'm like, well, because he's back in that town and he, and, you know, he had a, a moment with her. That was well, a I lot, mean, according to the But he doesn't there. care. He doesn't care. I mean, he's, he's, he only, he's brought, he's, he's brought to her. He, there's no, like, he's not going yes. for Lori until she's the only thing in his path. Like there's <laughs> for sure, yeah, no, and that's that's what people don't get. It's like it's not that he's specifically going after her. He goes, mm-hmm. it again. It's the night he comes home, and it's yeah. But it, the the way they did it, it didn't feel like it didn't feel like a Force Awakens where you're like, okay, you're basically remake remaking the original Star Wars. It didn't feel that way to me. It didn't feel like a remake of Halloween, but it felt like a a, a, a perfect companion piece to the original. Brandon, I thought you were going to say something, Brandon, about what, what you what you compare it to. Oh, about my Skyfall comparison? Yeah. Oh, whereas it's like, yeah, because it's, I mean, as much as it, I'd like, I, I hate to repeat myself, but uh, hey, listeners from last week. Um, <laughs> hey, I didn't hear it, so. I, well, I, I said it was more like, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to say Force Awakens, which I, I can agree that in the, like, palette cleansing method where you want to, after the zombie films polarized a lot of people, um, you want something that feels closer to what it used to be again. And this does that. Like Force Awakens, the important factor with that was to make it feel like Star Wars again That after the prequels because those were divisive and, and many, a lot of people jumped ship. So they wanted to give them a movie that felt like the originals more so than giving them something new. And then you give them something new and very good and they don't like it. But anyways, um, <laughs> so this one, like, it's a it's a celebration film. It's been forty years. Like James Bond when they did Skyfall, it was a movie that was structured around like stuff from the previous James Bonds with nods and winks all over the place. And I felt like with this one, that was true as well. There's a lot of patchwork with the plot that is from other Halloween sequels, even though they're not counting them. I mean, you right. have the 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 mechanic and bathroom scene from H2O and Halloween Four in one sequence. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Halloween 2, right when he gets to Haddonfield, and he takes out, like, the Elrod-like lady, uh, mm-hmm. and then goes to the next door to get the girl, woman on the phone. Like, it's it, there's a lot of that in there, and there's a lot of cool nods and reversals from the first movie. And then, of course, they both humorously end in a uh, home invasion uh, sequence where the person's ready for them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, felt that, I felt it was more by the way of Skyfall and Celebration than force awakens i think that's a great comparison actually i would i would 100 percent agree with you on that i didn't even think of that good job the um the main thing i take away is i kind of thought about it more in the the week since i've seen it um is that i really do like the characters for the most part like i i i, I can yeah, get right. behind who these people mm-hmm. are none of them feel over the top none of them yes. feel like they're out of out of their depths here the actions they take mostly theological even in the realm of a slasher movie it's sure it is just the ending that gets to me. Where like the Doctor Twist is like okay, like sure, yeah, you know, can I can I say something about that? And so when I wrote my original review, I'd seen the movie once, 
And I did have an issue with that. And that's the only minor, real, really minor issue I have. But you know what's weird? When I watched it the second time, like it so leads up to that. So I was kind of like, you know what? It's kind of an interesting idea to make someone who's like so fascinated by this guy and so cult of personality with this character with Michael Myers. It kind of made sense, and I didn't mind it the second like, time. He at created all. the bus crash, yes. right? Like that's what yes. you want to yeah. believe. Yeah, like that's that's yeah. What... That's what you, that's I I fully believe that, and it it. it uh, the only I, it's and and I like the fact that he I think if, had they kept going with that character I would have had more issues but they they I yeah, think they, they went where they needed to and I think yes. my, my 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 the way I come to terms with it is that it's not like the other ten sequels in this franchise have done anything rapid you know wildly clever either so i could give it this thing <laughs> like, no, it's, not it's like yeah, if i have to match them against all. the other movies this isn't well he's like dr win in halloween it's not, six yeah. he's let michael I'm out saying, he's letting yeah, like i was saying, it's not the worst sin this movie could have if it's like well it's not you know it's not it, it's not a uh, inventing the wheel as far as slasher movies go to have a you know a twisted doctor be involved in this thing i yeah. do think that yeah uh, i i, I is that him putting on the mask, that's a bit yeah, much. Yeah, because, like, why? <laughs> it was a bit much. Yeah. That, was, that, was my only, I, that was my only issue. Aaron, Aaron and I were talking... minor issue. Yeah, Aaron and I were talking, like, a little bit off-air after we recorded, and we're like, we were both hoping that hopefully that, that part doesn't mean that that doctor becomes, like, oh, the all-powerful killer now, you know what I mean? Where it's like, this is kind of a, a lame twist, but glad that Michael think... just uh, wakes up and decides to just... Uh, kill everybody because i think that that's one of the best things i appreciate about this movie is is that everyone's trying to get michael to talk and whatever else and he's just not having it he's just a dude that's just uh, out there to uh to end some lives and i think the other thing that i forgot to mention on the review was just i like that they didn't have too many jump scares in the sense of oh here's michael around the corner and like slash 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 I think that the presence and the, I guess now the mythology of Michael Myers is enough to make you scared of him. The, the menace um, of him being around is. You know, yeah. So like, you know, just even him just like stalking around Haddonfield, like while the kids are trick or treating, you know, something bad's going to happen. And, and you, it, the, even the way that they, uh, Brandon, you called back to Halloween too, where uh, he goes into the, the house with the, with the one with the rollers in her hair. They don't actually show her, her death on the screen, but, no. They show like the table moving, and they show like right. the chairs falling over, and it's, it's like, oh, Michael is going crazy on these people now, and it's it's. I like that they didn't have to like throughout the whole entire movie. I kept on thinking to myself, I'm glad that the jump scares uh, are few, and they're not really about Michael. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They're kind of just like, oh, here's like table slam because books are hitting it. I um. Yep. I also, yep. I also like the fact that uh, like you have. A lot of characters, one of the, uh, obviously a major thing in slasher movies is a lot of characters do a lot of stupid things. There's moments in here where you're like thinking, oh, they're going to do that. Like my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in the movie, total spoiler alert. So please stop listening. Judy Greer. I don't think I can do this. Yeah, fuck that. I, I, she, I, yeah. I love that yeah. moment. That gets uh, cheers, and it's it's mm-hmm. smart. And even the even the daughter makes some. The, the, you don't feel like these are st- idiot characters, right? You don't well, at any time. I even like when the boyfriend uh, at the babysitting, when the kid's like, "Dude, you need to get You're out of die, here." Die, Dave. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. he takes a moment, but he's like, you know what? I I it's I have to do the right thing. 
Because he didn't yeah, know it's yeah, Michael Myers yeah, up there. Got, it could be just another. Ta- it could be another. He got teen. a tattoo on his yeah. on his shoulder, so he has yeah. to he has to represent his yeah. loved one. He's, he's gotta he's gotta do it. Yeah, exactly. that kid is. And so that, kid, that kid is great though. You gotta die, Dave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. He, well, he's oh, great. I love that kid so much. Yeah. He's so Julian funny. Whatever. The name is Julian. His the actor is Jibril Nantambu. Got it. Yeah, but he's great. But. You know, even that stuff where the gruesomeness of Michael Myers, or I'm sorry, not the gruesomeness, but the, the the horrific ways that he's offing people, they don't have to go too much into it because you know that he's a brutal murderer. So you don't see the way that that guy dies. You you see the aftermath of it, but you know it's not as though you mm-hmm. they this movie like I like that this movie was lean enough um, that they didn't have to explore like oh Michael's gonna hoist this guy up and just like throw a knife through his throat and just have him hanging. Oh, yeah, Michael's he's his kills, his kills aren't mm-hmm. that complex. You know he's also, a guy that uses knives and strangles. Like that's that's right, his right. Own, like I mean his his it, most creative just like the movie editing though is just like, hey by the way, we don't need this scene. We don't need excess scenes of you killing uh additional yeah, there's, a lot of, there's a lot more aftermath than on screen violence. Uh yeah. You actually, yeah. and then even even the like the the character like that poor kid that the iron iron rod bench. You're like, I actually like that kid. I was like, I, I know. Didn't want to see that kid I didn't die. even see him I die. Talked about that. Surprise! Where's like Sur- these side characters? Surprisingly, the boyfriend survives. The one that's like kissing yeah. the other girl at the party, and he like gets no come. Like I know. Like now, I you know this movie's making a ton of money, and I'm well, no surprise to see another Halloween movie. So it's like I hope they follow up with these characters. I want to see what's going on if, oh, if they I leave that so boyfriend too. alive I... and he didn't get anything going on with him. It's like. All right, let's see what's going on. Is that the right move, though? Is that the right move? Because they're so wanting it to not be a, like, Michael, Laurie, or not related anymore. Michael just goes random. Well, is that the right move? She said, if she put it out there. If David Gordon Green does it, she will come back. And he's going to do it. Come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're still in Haddonfield. (laughs) (laughs) What if she becomes a teacher again? I feel like I. I feel like I read something where they had had they pretty much have like I think two yeah they had or, two one or two more sequels planned they had, they had, so, a, they had like okay. script for two movies and then they're like let's just make this first one like so it's right. like they have the ideas for where it could go from there I mean we'll see like I, I yeah again I mean I can't take this too seriously as far as like I I need this to to be as good as possible in order to justify Lori being around and Michael being around. It's like right. you're gonna do what you're gonna do. If it could be of the same, yeah. it could be of a level of quality where I can respect the filmmaking going on. I can see something that works as a slasher movie that gives me characters I can enjoy. I can I can take one or two con- contrivances to to kind of mash every, sure. all these characters together again. Jimmy, what did you mm-hmm. think of the humor in Halloween 2018? I loved it. I I, I liked uh, several. Di- See, I thought this was more quotable than uh, Halloween Four. Frankly, I love the oh, you're the new Loomis. Uh, that that oh, that was. I got hilarious. peanut butter on I my penis. The, I just <laughs> yeah. I, I liked I liked it. it. It didn't feel out of place. It felt natural. It didn't feel like they were forcing it. It it didn't feel like some of the humor and say like Rob Zombie's Halloween. That's just like. Okay, I'm like watching, you know, Bill Forsyth is you know, uh, going over yeah. his country country hits. There. Oh my God! Yeah, it it felt natural and it felt it it, it made sense within the context. I love the little, there. God, it, it was such a good movie. I was so impressed with it. And I, you know, hey, if, if and there are people that don't like it clearly, but and that's fine. They're 
they're that's their right to not like it. They they can not like whatever they want. Some people have a but, hard time realizing it's just a slasher movie. Like they always want something a, deeper. It's like it's a guy with a knife stalking people. How well, well that, done is that, it? Look, when I when I was first watching it, that opening sequence I really like. I I thought that I thought I like those two characters. I thought they were interesting. And then it went into that whole the the opening credits. I was like, you know what? I'm in, and it, and I, you know what I want to do? I do want to give a little props to the the score. Oh my god! Oh, of course, I love what oh, they yeah. did with oh, that. Yeah. Especially, you know what my favorite part is is when it goes, especially going back to the Rod Island Iron Fence. That that moment where Allison gets chased. I think Allison, yes. correct? I love yeah. that part. That sounds like almost Suspiria type crap. I was like, this is really cool. Yeah. I was digging the score from. The, it just it, it honestly it all worked for me it, like it. the the minor issue of him putting on the mask that the doctor but i did i bought his i bought the reasons why he was doing it i bought his his kind of nutty kind of ideas of wanting to see michael in action i i, I love that and i again you know it, when it comes down to it it was a j it was what i wanted the sequel to be I, I do wonder what happened after the opening sequence of the podcasters where he's just screaming, you know, say something. He's like, what's the next part of that? So he was just, oh, I guess he's not saying anything. <laughs> Thanks for your time, Doc. We're out of here. <laughs> Peace. Well, I mean, they technically, they, they do say that. They technically. <laughs> I know they oh, do. Yeah. I just like the, like, he's screaming yeah. at the top of his lungs for Michael to speak and presumably nothing happens. So he's just like, well, I guess I'm just looking like an idiot right now. And like one of the metal pages, like, yeah. like you want to keep it down? This yeah. is our only time of day in the sunlight, guy. <laughs> you, uh, you, you, how, you know what? You got though, anything how cool else, Mr. Podcaster? How cool was that shot design, though? That with that big floor, that that was a really, really interesting yeah. shot. Yeah, we talked about that too, which is a, we talked about the cinematography, and there's some really good stuff that's going on in this movie. Again, it's a competently well-made movie that is lean, um, and I think that really helps move things along i mean even the part where he goes to the trunk to get the mask out i was really kind of hyped for just like seeing it in slow-mo and employing it on and i love that i loved how they I did think that, that whole i thought that, that whole rad. gas station sequence is really well filmed as far as seeing michael in the background arriving walking around killing the mm-hmm. mechanics and whatnot as the podcasters are in the foreground the whole time like i really liked the setup of that the tension of that and where it all leads some random creepy lady in like in a van mm-hmm which I think oh gosh, I love thing. that shot. Jimmy, did you have any any gripes with the movie? I not really. I mean, my biggest gripe, I guess, was the I I, I most of them were solved within the second watch. Uh, the uh, the mask thing uh, that was my only minor thing. I, I didn't think it was necessary. I think we got the idea. I, I ended up, you know, when I reviewed it, I gave it like a nine out of ten because it was pretty much it. It wasn't Halloween. It wasn't. But for me. It was by far the best sequel in the since the original film. It mm-hmm. it makes a you know I I'll be honest like well like we were talking about earlier choose your own adventure I will probably choose one in, one in this one from now on on right. Halloween or maybe sneak in part two you know but that those will be my two must watches on Halloween. 
cool. I just, I still have like, it's not gripes. It's more of just, I just, I think the editing's a little clunky in the third act. I think there's, there's just th- th- totally there's just things that could be a little different yeah. to kind of. Okay. It, it, it does enough. kind of fast forward in the, in there, the, the there's last. There's scenes third. where it just feels like it's a little too, like, when did this get all Paul Greengrass? When we could like, you know, branch out a bit. Cause like Michael's all stumbling around in the dark and Lori's there. And it's like, okay, <laughs> I see what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but he's still doing his funny Michael stuff. Oh yeah. It's Michael the prankster. It's great. Yeah. Like, as far as putting toby huss in a closet and all kinds of things like yeah that's fun <laughs> i know that's still that scene still just adds some question marks but i'm like i'm i appreciate that michael took the time to do it i the one of the funnier things by the way that i was thinking of um looking back at this movie because i think toby huss is great throughout this thing but i like what he's describing yeah. um like going to a party and then you get pregnant you clean your guns and you get fat like he's just like running like through this whole like yeah. scenario of what his daughter's gonna grow up to be if she like makes the wrong choices or whatever it's just funny yeah he's i really liked him yeah, he's i liked the dad i was like he was great i i again i like the family element man all of them all yeah. of them especially you know it's it's always fun to see like a, a legit good actor and judy greer come on you don't get much better than that. And she she gives the role. It's a small role, but she gives the gravitas and she's really good. She's yeah. very good. And I like I love You know what? OK, here's my favorite thing. And this is the one that really I love this moment so much. And it's the very end. So please, you know, obviously stop listening if you don't want to hear spoilers. But the, the I'm hearing a lot of people talk about, oh, the knife. She's holding the knife. She's holding the knife. You know what I think that is? I think it's simply them going, yeah, okay, we get it. You get it all. You guys all get pissed off when Lori Strode throws the knife down in the first one. This time, they keep it. I mm. love that moment. I love that moment. I don't think it means anything like part four. I don't think she's going to be the killer. I don't think it's meant to be that. I think it's just a simple nod to the original film that, yeah, this is the time they stuck together and they fought. And they kept the freaking knife. Mm-hmm. I love that because they I don't trust he's gone. I actually, I, I was, I was sort of surprised where it ended because I thought he was gonna like jump out on the truck or something. Or, mm-hmm. but, but I'm no, I like, I was I'm like, oh, it, but I, I, I didn't feel like it was ending. Like I thought, oh, okay, he's gonna come back out for. Oh, okay. Well, he's, he is. He is. <laughs> you hear him breathing at the end of the credits. So you know, he's. he's yep. Well, you I don't mean, see him in the ba- you don't see him in the basement when they show the no, fire. Yeah, they show the, the basement. Yeah. No, you just don't. About that, so it, we're in spoiler territory. And did you guys feel as though just locking him in there and turn and burning the house was sufficient, or should Lori, with her tons of guns, should have done something I, else? I'm of two minds. One, I mean. Knowing that this is a Halloween sequel, absolutely she should have done a lot more than just assume the house did its job. But in the logic right. of the movie, yeah, it makes sense that she would be like, well, I trapped him and he burned him, so he's probably gone. Like, there's no reason for her to think that they well, did yeah, the job. Well, yeah, because you don't have, if you only have the other film, he doesn't come, keep coming back to life after being shot in the face, or he doesn't have that. So it doesn't necessarily, to, to her, she's like, he's burnt to a crisp. It mm-hmm. makes sense. I get the idea that, you know, a lot of people would, but technically, I, I don't, I, I still don't see Laurie Strode as a killer. And to me, sure. putting a gun to his head and blowing his brains out would feel like she becomes a killer. And I, I, I like that. I mean, she kind of goes through that, that kind of logic in the movie as well, where she's waiting for the bus to go and then she talks to 
her uh, her daughter and she's like I couldn't do it you know uh, it was it was there mm-hmm. for me to yeah. go and like raid the bus and and kill him but I couldn't do it tactical yeah. no uh, you know it, it it this was this was a chance to Jamie for Jamie Lee Curtis to really really return to the character in a good satisfying way and I, I was yeah kudos to the filmmakers kudos to Blumhouse for actually pulling this off and making a sequel and it's a huge hit. I, you know, mm-hmm. the, this is the first, uh, it's the first film in the franchise to be a, uh, you know, a positive on the Rotten Tomatoes. It's since the original, obviously it's the, it's made a crap load of money. So I'm happy audiences are responding. I mean, it did better. It certainly did better the second weekend than H2O did or the Rob yeah, Zombie yeah, one. Probably helped out yeah. that it was Halloween as well. So it, yeah. it dropped it to get yeah, So, you know, let's, yeah, let's re- wait three years and see how much goodwill is burned immediately <laughs> when they make a crappy sequel to Fancy Workers. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> All right. Um, I think we've talked sufficiently about the Halloween franchise. Very sufficiently. <laughs> we went through all these right, movies, yeah. including extended talks on resurrection. So let's um, let's <laughs> let's move into some some a few things here before we start wrapping up. First, I have a uh, hey, what time is it? I think it's time for a super quick game. That was actually the the theme of uh, Michael Myers's original 2018. But again, Aaron was busy, so John Carpenter was like, "I guess I'll just borrow my son." It's actually the theme from Halloween Resurrection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's yeah. not memorable. <laughs> not one of my better works. Yeah. I have a Halloween mm. game for you guys. Um, I'm gonna okay. guess I'm gonna lose. So let's well, no, go. it's it's literally a Halloween game. It's about the holiday of Halloween. Oh, yeah, so I uh, I thought it was gonna be Bobbin for assholes. Name that Halloween Resurrection cat. Well, <laughs> 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 no, I just have a series of questions that are focused around Halloween in some capacity. They're mostly multiple choice. So you can all feel free to just chime in what you think is the correct answer. Yeah, let's do it. Um, all right. Okay. Well, I'm slow, so I'm sick still. So. Right. It should be pretty straightforward. <laughs> Here's the first question. If you, have a morbid fe- if you have a morbid fear of Halloween, you suffer from A, Wiccophobia, B, Samhainophobia, C, Nyctophobia, or D, Phasmophobia? I'm going to say C. Nyctophobia. Uh, B. Samhainophobia. I will say, I would say Wait, did you give the answer? I would say B. Yeah, B. Samhainophobia. Samhain being, of course, the what the like the other word version of saying Halloween. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that shoot. Would make sense. That Michael wrote on in blood on the chalkboard in Halloween exactly, too. Yeah, Samhain. Yeah, exactly. Oh. exactly. All right, here's the next one. Wait, I got that right. Yeah, you did. Good job. Yeah, yeah. yeah congrats, Sweet. Jimmy. Awesome. You're on the yeah. board. Here's the next one. Yeah. Universal Studios was famous for its monsters mo- monster movies in the 1930s. Which of these was released last? Frankenstein of Boris Karloff, Dracula with Bela Lugosi, The Invisible Man with Claude Rains, or The Mummy with Boris Karloff? Mm, I think it's, uh, I believe it's, wait, wait, what are the choices? Again? Frankenstein, Sorry. Dracula, Invisible Man, Mummy. Which Invisible was last? I believe it's yeah. the... It's the Invisible Man. I believe it's Invisible Man, yeah. Abe? Yeah, that's what I said. Sure. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, I did. It is the Invisible Man, 1933. Yes. Here's the next question. Yeah. Woo-hoo. When did Starbucks first introduce the pumpkin spice latte? 2001, 2003, 2005, or 2007? 2007. 2005. I'm gonna go with 2005. 2003 is the correct answer. Mm. Oh. Okay. We saw. Oh, yeah. People have been basic for 15. Now, with that years. said, pumpkin spice. <laughs> Um, initially, it was just kind of a flavor. Then it started actually introducing the flavor of pumpkin into it until 2016, like actual pumpkin. Oh. So good. Love pumpkin spice. So awesome. Here's the next one. This is true or false. There are areas of Canada where teenagers are banned from going trick-or-treating. True or false? 
True. Uh, true. I would say true. Yeah. Brandon, do you say true? Uh, true. Yep. Okay. <laughs> it is true. In a... Yeah, it's too specific. <laughs> too yeah. Cool. I was, I was like, yeah. And I feel like there's like probably some mountainous regions where like, don't go in here. Bad... Well, there's religions that don't in, believe in that. So, you know, in Bathurst, right. New Brunswick, there is a bylaw threatening a fine for people over 14 that go trick-or-treating. Mm, great ribs, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Next question. Uh, before the pumpkin became the ubiquitous jack-o'-lantern of today, which vegetable was more traditionally carved? The potato, I know this a one. swede, nope. a cabbage, or a turnip? Uh, cabbage. I believe it's a turnip. Yep, turnip. Turnip is the correct answer. Yep. Well, you know, you guys missed out with the cabbage. <laughs> uh, to Here's the next one. The jack-o'-lantern is said to derive from the legend of Stingy Jack. Who is he supposed to have tricked into playing for his drinks? Satan, a local witch, a king, or his brother? His brother. I think it's Satan. Um, I go the witch. It is Satan. Stingy Jack is meant to have convinced Satan to play to pay for his drinks by Satan becoming a coin. Having turned himself into money, Jack then put Satan in a, in coin form into his pocket, which already contained a crucifix. The power of the crucifix kept Satan frozen as money. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There's a little. Yeah, That's why money is the devil. Yeah, Satan was an alcoholic for a while, and that didn't help. <laughs> so next one. Yeah. In what year was the first Simpsons Halloween special, treat the, so their Treehouse of Horror broadcast? First year it came out. 1989, 1990, 1991, or 92? 1991. Uh, 91, yeah, that's what I think. 1990 is the correct answer. Damn it! Featured the Bad Dream House, The Raven, and Hungry Are the Damned, where we saw King and Kodos. I watched that thing over and over and over. And they got worse and worse every year. After she's in ten, yeah. Right, yeah. They were like they they had a few good years, and then suddenly got like really bad. I don't watch them anymore, but I believe yeah, I, I haven't believe watched them in Five ages. is still my that's the one with the Shining. Whichever one has the Shining is my favorite one. I believe it's Five. That's mm-hmm. not the one with like the uh, the Inside that's Out. That's the last one. Uh, toxic that's gas. The last one. That yeah. is okay. <laughs> that toxic gas thing makes me nauseous every time. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see next one. In which town associated with Bram Stoker's Dracula do goths gather for a weekend near Halloween? Whitstable, Whitney, Whitchurch, or Whitby? Uh, that last one, Whitby. Mm, I'm going to go with Whitchurch. What was the first one? Whitstable. Second one? Whitney. I'm going to Whitby. It is Whitby. It is the last one. You and Abe got that one. Oh. Boom! Here's the next one. Uh, two more. Which of these macabre-titled Michael Jackson songs featured his sister Janet on duet duty? Thriller, Blood on the Dance Floor, Scream, or Ghosts? Scream. 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 Yeah, I thought that was pretty easy. Yeah. Um, last one here. Apple bobbing is said to date back to Roman times. In folklore, if a girl slept with an apple she'd bobbed under her pillow, what would she dream of? Her happiest memories, her first child, future career, or a future lover? Future child. Future child. 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 You're child. all wrong. It's a future lover. Oh, well, I figured really? that'd be too easy. I had it down. I was like, child or lover, but I was like, yeah, it's got to be child. I was wrong. Well, that's the game. Mm. I thought it was a fun oh. game. Okay. Just, there you just go. Just a fun <laughs> after, after all the brutal Michael Myers murders, I figured something light and simple would be a nice way right. to keep going, going. All right. Look. Oh, we had a good life for the resurrection. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Yeah. 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 Peanut butter on my penis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just a fun line. I love that one so much. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's do some about no feedback 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 we go over some of the various questions on our facebook page with the constant podcast and we asked some questions listeners gave us answers we only got a couple here so hey why don't you start this one off yeah just two 
First question, what horror movie does everyone plan to watch this week? This week being Halloween. April Ride Scream, 13 Ghosts, and the It remake are on my playlist. Obviously, I would enjoy a solid amount of humor in my horror movies. Kurtz writes, Session 9, Return of the Living Dead, and Overlord as soon as it comes out. Mm-hmm. Justin Weatherby has uh, watched The Flying Gremlins already. Friend of the show, Maxwell, has. The news is scary enough for me right now. Mike <laughs> has uh, planned to anything I can fit within my stupid schedule. Jason has The Dark should be number one on everyone's list. Yeah, the, the Dark, um, uh, the dark on VOD now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and friend of the show, Alan, had a whole bunch of GIFs where he posted Halloween, Hocus Pocus, Halloween again, Scream, and the he had others. two different, the new Halloween and the old Halloween. That's why <laughs> Halloween twice. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys have any uh, specific plans for watch for watching? I'm telling my friends to watch Trick or Treat. Uh, I I probably watch um, uh, Lucio Fulci's The Beyond. I tend to watch that. Like hmm. I I plan on watching it. Like usually watch it around this time of year, but it ends up oh crap, it's almost Halloween. I better watch it. So that'll be on the docket. There you go. Do you want to see me really piss you guys, piss you guys off? Well, obviously Mad Max is down the, <laughs> you know, the, the Fury Road because I now I would I probably watch Trick or Treat. Okay, there that's you probably go. my 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 watch. You know, and the dark. I um yeah, I guess I have to watch that now because I'm obligated yeah. to. I um I did watch uh, Happy Birthday to Me last night. Was, oh, I love that movie I so much. I love it too. Ooh, the Fog. I plan on yeah. Watching, I was gonna say I was gonna watch the Fog, and I also got I picked up uh, Carpenter's. Um, Prince of Darkness and and the Mouth of Madness uh, they got recently re- released and re-released on Screen Factory so I'm just gonna have myself I think a Carpenter Day um, speaking of Halloween I love Prince of Darkness by the way that's that's I think that's one of his most underrated movies I love that mm-hmm. movie so much Alice Cooper has there some great go. dialogue in it <laughs> <laughs> our next question here uh, what will everyone be dressing up as for Halloween Justin writes a Triceratops yeah it's gonna be as funny as it sounds. <laughs> uh chris put a picture of a scary clown for abe so props to him for, for me yeah thanks chris uh, <laughs> yeah. i uh, i enjoyed getting that notification chris marcus robinson friend of the show put up his picture of his ryan gosling costume which was hilarious <laughs> which is very funny and he's that got a good go. i saw that away. one That's... Yeah. um jason has either batman or the riddler with question mark jacket that's a nice one and mike says he's going to dress up as one mm-hmm. of the members of the metal band ghost Mm. Oh, I thought it was going to be the Michael Myers ghost thing with the sheet and the glasses. That seems like a fun, easy costume, sheet and the glasses. That's so yeah. easy. Yeah. You just got to pretend that you're uh, making a sandwich. Anybody have any? I think he was getting, he was getting more beer. Anyone have any uh, Halloween costume plans? I mean, I do, but I kind of want to keep it. I, I, I don't want to say because I, I was having trouble with figuring out what to do, and I finally came up with an idea, well, although I'll well, be maybe, a fatter version of him. Jimmy, what is one of your favorite okay. Halloween costumes that you've dressed up as? Um, I remember when I was a kid, I did the makeup. I actually did the makeup. I was a teenager. I made the makeup for Freddy Krueger, and oh, it was cool. so realistic because I actually made, like did the makeup that people, kids were apparently. I was told that people are afraid to come to my door because I was chasing children. <laughs> so that, yeah, that probably that, and my Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Okay. How about that Furiosa man? She's a great character. God, she's lethal lady. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was well, exactly Brandon, did you have one that you you do? Oh, Brandon. I, I, cur- I currently yeah, don't have right. one. I don't know. I've been very busy this month, but uh, I did like four costumes last year. Um, you, did but... car- you did costume changes during a Halloween party? No, I had like four different like Halloween events, and I went something different every time because I don't like to recostume myself. Mm-hmm. Um. Cool. 
But if anything, uh, local podcaster. There you go. <laughs> I'm the same. I don't like to read. That's, I don't like, that's to, original. I don't like to do costumes over and over again. I, I hear you. I did it. Like, uh, no, I'm going to do Brandon, something else. Brandon, for a local podcaster, are you going to get a big scarf, a wool coat, and an English accent? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll carry Michael Myers well, mask in my awesome. bag and just run up to people that's... going, like, start, stop that. My, um. Oh, I, I, I'll. I'll give you guys a quick hint. Mine, I am dressing as someone that's in the movie at some point soon in the next maybe few weeks past or few weeks coming. That's it. Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Okay. My mm-hmm. yeah, one of my favorites. I mean, I, I like doing all. I like doing Halloween costumes. Uh, one of my favorites from recent years was Vacation Bane. Um, where I, I was, I was, I was, I had a Bane mask, but I was like Bane on vacation where I was wearing like, uh, a fanny pack, shorts, sandals with socks, uh, just Bane taking the, taking the day off. Like it was, it was, I'm on, that's vaca- really I'm on vacation. I like yeah. that. Vacation. I like that. It was good. Well, one of my Bane favorite costumes vacation. was, uh, getting a box and, uh, painting it orange, writing Wheaties on it, cutting a hole out for my face and walking around getting free candy. <laughs> this was in college. <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, all right. Uh, that was feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Let's move on now. Let's get to uh, let's start wrapping things up here. Uh, next week, uh, or sorry, not next week. Uh, out now presents us out. These are movies that are coming out on Blu-ray or DVD this week. Uh, and I tried to narrow it down to just kind of mostly horror-related stuff. It's a loaded week. It is. So that's it's a good thing we're running long, and I have to move this quickly because uh, so on Blu-ray we have Mandy, uh, mm. which is okay. Finally, I get to see good it. Stuff. Um, Slender Man. That was in oh god, the best like... film of the year! Oh that my happened. gosh, I love that movie That's so much. That's a thing much. that happened. Yeah, I never, I never actually saw it. So never mind. Um, Torso gets a new Arrow release this week. That sounds mm-hmm. horrific for fans of Italian horror. Yeah, yeah. it's a good one. Uh, the Incubus gets a gets a release this week, which I saw. I was like, oh, what is this? It's it's an old movie. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it. I like that one actually. It's pretty. It's not. It's not bad. And uh, not so horror, but I did want to point out that Batman the Animated Series is released on Blu-ray for the first time. This yeah, week. yeah. Oh, oh, what? Batman the Animated Series, the entire series. That's a great series. The entire series has mm-hmm. been remastered. is now on Blu-ray for the first time. And week. you give me, you give, you give me grief about Furiosa. It's got the, it's got the scare, it's got the scarecrow. It's got the scarecrow. That's closer. Care. Do not care. <laughs> Also, out Teen Titans go to the movies. Yeah. On Netflix this week, uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I've heard mixed positive. I've heard mostly positive about things about it. Uh, I, I don't care. Uh, Castlevania <laughs> Season 2. I like the first see this animated Castlevania adaptation. I really like the first half. If it's not an 8-bit, I'm not interested. It's quite good. I, I enjoyed what they did with this. So the Season 2, I'm looking forward to what? watching. What? Not 8-bit? And um, not... Well, I mean, if you want to talk about the news, Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj is uh, now on Netflix as well. That's Netflix show, yeah. Um, and on Prime this week, Bad Samaritan, which is also Legion M, which produced Mandy. It's the same, like, fan-based, fan-produced production company. Uh, Who's in that? Se- uh, sequel to Bad Lieutenant? Yeah, to Bad Lieutenant. Uh, Bad Samaritan has, what's his name? Um, not Matt Smith. <laughs> I keep confusing these doctors. Uh, the one before him. The one that was in Fright Night. David, David Tennant? Tennant. David Tennant. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. And it's... Sure. I haven't seen it. I want to watch it because I heard a lot. I heard good things about it. Jimmy, did you see Bad Samaritan? No, I haven't. I do want to see I heard, it. Though. I heard a lot of good things about it. it I think Jason actually. We I think Jason uh, is a, was a fan of the film. Um, I think it's like it's a mix of home invasion, but it kind of subverts things. Um, so yeah, I, no, I, I wanted to check it out for sure. Uh, next week, that was that when I press this on. Now, next week's show, we're talking Bohemian Rhapsody. Woo! Okay. And you get a break from me. <laughs> 
<laughs> and unless you uh, put on the mustache and uh, wear, uh, you know. Are you, are you sure we couldn't talk about Halloween again next week? Like, one more time. We technically could. We could. Well, yeah, you could. I suppose. Anyway, yeah. last thing we do here. What should people go and see now? What do you plan to see next, Jimmy? What should people see in theaters right now? Uh, Halloween. Um, I I loved. There's a lot of good movies out right now. I love Star Wars more. <laughs> Go see Suspiria. Please go see Suspiria. Go see Suspiria when it comes out next uh, November 2nd on wide. I guarantee, though, unfortunately, a lot of people are going to really hate it. <laughs> but I think <laughs> I think it's a masterpiece. So, okay. you know, try, give it a try. What do you see next? Uh, probably uh, Suspiria or Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, and go see now. Go see, go, see, go, see, go see Halloween. Mm-hmm. No. Definitely recommend to go see Halloween, um, and I guess uh, Bohemian Rhapsody next. Hopefully not IMAX. If you can uh, see Suspiria, go see Suspiria for sure. Halloween also, you know, especially for this time of season. Um, and right. The Hate You Give is in wide release, so I just want to keep championing that film because it's really good. I okay. still need to see that one. I've got to, I've got to catch 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 that one up. I'm looking forward to that. I hear it's great. And next up, I'm seeing the Coen Brothers' The Ballad of Buster Scruggs tomorrow with, uh, with Anna. So oh, I'm nice. Sure. Oh, you know, I'm going yeah. Tuesday. Let me, let me know how it is. I'm going Tuesday. I, you know, so. I'm a big, I'm a big Coen Brothers fan, so I'm excited for this one. So, yeah. Me too. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work at personal blood, thecodezeek.com. All my stuff is over there. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe? Uh, you can find more of my stuff over at Instagram, Abe.Mua, and Twitter.com slash Rollersmoose. Hashtag Haddonfield is in Pasadena, maybe. Uh, and also sub six forty the podcast. Brandon Peters. Coltsimacavalcade.com. Um we have a new episode called uh, for the nineteen eighty six movie Trick or Treat. Which is a lot of fun. Um Never heard of it. Is this Trick or Treat? I just, yeah, I'm yeah. Just totally joking, yes. Um <laughs> Is this this posting on Halloween? Uh, it's probably Tuesday. Probably Tuesday. okay. So so then, um, if you like listening to me talk about Halloween stuff here tomorrow, um, I have something coming um, as a part of with the AV Club that'll be Ooh. posting. So check that yeah. out. And um, uh, yeah, whysoblue.com for my uh, written stuff. Jimmy O. Uh, JoeBlow.com, ArrowInTheHead.com. That stuff, social media and all that. Yeah, I, I the uh, the sickness is finally kind of kicking my butt right now, so I'm I'm just dying. I'm holding on. So I, I, you made it this far. And yes, I'm very proud one of, of those. <laughs> yeah, I'm geez. shocked. I was about to. I, once we get to Halloween three, I was like, I'm done, and I just kept going. And yeah, I'm still here. Uh, well, cool. I'm glad you were still here. I'm glad you're here, Brandon. Thank you for being on. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, find all the all the other episodes about now there no and over on iTunes, Audio Boom, and Spotify. You can email us. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. You know all our stuff is. Um, we're on the yeah, internet, for sure. Uh, but yeah, thanks again, Brandon and Jimmy, for joining us for this Halloween themed episode. Thank you both. Thank you. And been great. Yeah, it was fun. Another great month. Yeah, for sure. And we'll, we'll, we'll it's we'll, in the we'll books. do this again next year. Um, but for the time being, yep. until next week, until we. Uh, complete that bicycle race that's gonna do it for this week so until then so long and trick or treat